This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, he is Jared Duncan. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're getting holier than thou. As we watch Spine 293 in the Criterion Collection, Roberto Rossellini's The Flowers of St. Francis from 1950. But first, RJ, you're doing the hand. You're doing the... The the, the, the the gesture. Beats by. <laughs> it's you're here. It's a, it's a mix of all your favorite things: Catholicism, the Italian people, animal the animal cruelty. As a pizza pie for the Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I'm giving are, away all my good material, though. I know you're blowing it. No one's not. No one even has to listen to the rest. You're good, folks. Good night. That's it. Yep. See you later. Play us well, out. I'm glad we finished that one early. Play, play us out, keyboard cat. Keyboard cat? No, I don't have one. How's it going? How's it going over there, RJ? Is it hot? Is it, you, you liking this How heat? How hot is it? You liking this heat? Uh, Yeah, we're in a heat wave, Jarrett. Heat wave. Heat wave. Do you know about heat waves? Uh, I know a thing or two. Seems like they happen at least a couple times a year. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's here. It's hot. Uh, I uh, I went for a walk earlier, and uh, I was pretty sweaty, and it was pretty hot. Were you sweating bullets? No, I was sweating buckets. Wow. Yeah, no, I was really hot though, and I was just like, holy shit, it's too hot to be outside. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went back inside, and that's the end of that, baby. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm okay. I mean, uh, we're on track for the best summer ever, clearly. Excellent. Uh, once again, um, our uh, Canadian government and the Catholic Church has once again uh, done everyone proud in uh, their handling of situations uh, in Canada, which I'm sure is... You mean like where children ran away? They, uh, they I'm sure like they all ran away, RJ. Jared's all... doing quotations there. Yeah. Yeah, runaway is one word for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think the bigger thing here is, you know, everyone's like, well, this one time, this one case, you know, 215 kids. And it's just like, no, there's Are people there's saying that, though? Thousands. I don't know. I'm not, maybe I'm part of a different, uh, I'm plugged into a sect. different sect of the uh, society. No, I, I've not really seen too many people doing any, like, real whataboutisms. But uh, I did notice no. that uh, our fearless leader did... Uh, Make some comments when asked about the renaming of a of a school because uh, it has the name of one of the, uh, the what do you call it? like the dean of a of a residential school um, oh. or whatever an architect one of the, one of those these big big wigs back in the day got a school mm-hmm. named after him he's dead but uh, oh, one of one of these uh, schools probably a lot of atrocities under it and uh, <clears throat> they're gonna rebrand. I mean, if it was up to me, we could make everything like, I don't know, the Quark School of Business, the Odo School of Justice, mm-hmm. the Neelix The Warsers would uh, not like that, and they do outnumber the Trekkers. Yeah, but they're bad people. Do you know what I mean? They're all, they're equally horrible. Yeah, they're all bad, but, uh, you know, those... Uh, what is it? Those um, Rise of Skywalker fans out there? You got to watch out for those guys, Jared. <clears throat> I think Odo was kind of a, guilty of some war crimes, though, too. Odo? Yeah. 
Did yep. he do war crimes? He might have. He might have been complicit. There was those questions raised in that one flashback episode where they're like mentally traveling back in time. Mm. And there's uh, like, yeah. he, he was he was complicit. So um, you got got to take his name off that school that the, you already put up. That's true. Um, Quark uh, might 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 have been canceled in a different era, but he but he's yeah. also a hero of the he uh, Alpha Quadrant. So yeah, there is that. But you know. Uh, cultural heroes is a lot more complex than uh, the black and white world that we want to exist in via Twitter. But this this is a different issue together. This is pretty hands down bad stuff. There, there's there's no real getting around. Uh, you know, no. finding a, a nice big old mass grave of uh, 215 children. Yes, um, that's that's a little easier to nail down rather than yes. is Odo bad? <laughs> Did Odo is do some bad? bad things? This is bad. But, was Cisco a war criminal? But but you know our fearless leader, one Jason Kenny, he will never yeah. miss an opportunity to uh, go. Well, actually, and this raises some interesting points about history and how we view it. Did you know that Tommy Douglas uh, was a proponent of eugenics? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that was Alberta. I bet you didn't know that. Yeah. How about how about that one, J.K.? I mean, we had a. In in a Creepsville province, we had a eugenics up into the 70s. We were mass sterilizing people that we deemed uh, unfit. Uh, that included uh, people with low IQs, people who were poor. They were getting sterilized, Jared. That was a fun one. Uh, people with uh, alternative sexuality uh, natures, they were getting sterilized. They were sterilizing everyone until uh, about 40 years ago. So... What do you do? But yeah. uh, hey, Red Deer, they're 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 rebounding. They got that donut mill there because that's where it was all happening. Was in Red Deer, right? But uh, they got the donut mill now, and uh, well, and, and not mean, that far off, they've got uh, worm sandwiches. So, oh, that is there, isn't it? Well, and that that guy, RJ, I don't know if you saw, he uh, he was talking about. See, look what happens when you listen to what the government tells you. What so, happens? Well, I mean, sometimes oh, like you're, he was using so, sometimes, the residential Yeah, stuff? so sometimes... That's you, not some, fair, man. Really? Okay. I, I mean, fair enough. I mean, comparing my restaurant not being allowed to open so I can serve quote-unquote food and, uh-huh. uh, you know, the uh, the cultural genocide and, in fact, perhaps even just, you know, genocidal tendencies of the state and church working together. Very similar things. Uh, very diff- difficult to... Uh, uh, see a difference in my opinion I or at least in this so or much. this or this man's opinion this this <laughs> guy this fellow my 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 boy my mm-hmm. cr- big chris he's a he's a real good good guy great guy see this is exactly what i was telling you about this star trek episode i watched that made me so mad it was all about revisionist <laughs> history it was the same thing people are twisting shit to their own wills and it's just like mm-mm mm-mm that's not how this works. Yeah, it's real Neelix. Oh God, yeah. Well, any to to kind of clarify too. I haven't seen uh, anyone uh, downplaying these things. I, sh- I just know they're out there, you know. Sure. But, uh, I mean, they're there, but they're always yeah. there. I mean, it doesn't even matter oh, yeah. what it is. They're always going to be the. Uh, There's always going to be those guys. Yeah, they're going to find a path. But yeah, this is yeah. not this. That does not have a, a real foothold yeah. that I've noticed online. Yeah, my my only thing is uh, this time, is just one of them, man. Go go dig up the other ones, because I'm sure uh, those uh, those numbers will get into the quadruple digits if you look hard enough. It's the bodies are there. Just go go looking for them. You know the truth uh, truth and reconciliation uh, 
Uh-huh. One group, they had asked for like $1.5 million, which isn't a lot of money from uh, not, a, a, not really. a, pre, a previous government that was federally in power at the time, RJ. And uh, oh, they, yeah. they, they turned it down. They said, nah. Where did they put it instead? Into uh, destroying our mountains for coal mines? or <laughs> that, that comes much later. And that that was a, a price tag of about 100 times more than that, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Or what's $1 million to... Or how much did they pay for that coal mine that they want to tear out the mountain? I don't know, like $60,000 or something like that. Ooh, pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's pretty grisly stuff. A, di- a different kind of horror. A different kind of horror. So we got that going for us. Yeah, it's good. good. What about movies? How about movies? What about movies? Yeah. Well, AMC theaters are coming back and... Uh, I saw a good uh, Not the Onion post on Reddit where it's just like uh, people who have been fully vaccinated and liars can also uh, just attend movies without masks now. And I went, that's good. That's good. So are you, which one do you fall into? Vaccinated or liar? Me? As like, yeah. I'm, well, I've got my first dose. Ooh. I've got, so then- I've got a, got to wait till next month for my second dose, it looks like. Yeah, it should come pretty soon, though, for us. Hey? Well, well, the fun fact, too, Within is uh, we, we live in a country where they've decided, hey, we're going to do a little bit of mixing and matching. I saw that. All those uh, AstraZeneca people are just going to get whatever's available next, right? And they said, whatever. They, just... they, they have a choice. Oh, they can choose which one they want? Yeah, they want a little bit of a, a little bit more of that AZ. They can go right ahead. Mm. But, I mean, you know, maybe you don't want that. We're all gonna we're gonna find out. How do you like them apples? Uh, I because I heard you for sure, and the internet didn't cut out. I I like those apples quite a bit. Excellent. Unless it was a problematic statement, and then I uh, I oppose <laughs> completely. Well, how's that sound? We'll let the listeners decide. Speaking of our dear listeners, let's hop into that mail uh-huh. bag. Fee mail big? Negative. Uh, it's been a while, hey? We chased them all away. I, 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 I think Star Trek is like pretty toxic the to killer? most human beings and uh, took them all out. I mean, that's true. It's kind of well, like, uh, it's, that... it's like certain plants. You just don't leave them around. Plants? Yeah. Like leaves of branch of plants and stuff like that. You can't leave them around the house because oh. cats come along and they can like be toxic to them. It's kind of like that's how oh. I think of Star Trek in this podcast. It's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, your your ears listen to it and then you die. Yeah, well, I mean that's been the case for us always. We just ramped it up a little bit. Yeah. So tell me what uh, these uh, these chuds out there in Creepsville are uh, in, interested in. Well, would you like to hear from Dylan? Dylan who? Dylan Fro. Oh, Sunny D. Sunny D. Yeah, what's what's Sunny D up to? He has an email here called "Now that I've started, might as well make a habit of it." That's how yes. it, that's how it begins. That's how it begins, and, and until it ends. Yeah, there's a few people who could speak to uh, just breaking off completely, but uh, <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Break the break the cycle. Break the cycle. Yeah. Well, now I'm in deep, aren't I? Anyway, how's the day, creeps? I think we've discussed it plenty. Yeah, not much is going on over here. Just start grousing, I guess. Yep. Dag nabbit. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. After last week's news, I was thinking about a Seinfeld re- what a Seinfeld reunion would look like. Would it just be Jerry, George, Elaine, and Newman sitting at a table asking, where's Michael Richards? Or maybe they'd all still be in prison. Would it revolve around marbled rye or soup? Does anyone even know Seinfeld in the modern era? Oh, people know Seinfeld. I mean, we know Seinfeld. And I mean, I would we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that whole season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is mm-hmm. essentially... The Seinfeld reunion. The Seinfeld reunion. Season, was it season... 10 of Seinfeld, basically? Or how many seasons? Yeah, it had nine seasons, right? Uh, did it? And I, I think so. Well, and then, and like that too, uh, Michael Richards is there, and they do bring attention to it. Season 7. They, uh, season 7 it. of Curb Your Enthusiasm is your Seinfeld reunion. Yes, yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, I liked that season quite a bit. I know mm. some people aren't like super hot on it just because they're like, oh, I just want a normal curb. And it's like, no, this is... That season this, was, this feels right. That season was fine. Yeah, I, I think I like it's. That. I think it's. Oh, there is one stinker season though, and then I don't know. It's been pretty because there's a lot now of Curb, right? There's like 13 seasons, maybe. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it just got up to because we uh we caught up with it last year, I think. I can't quite remember. Here, I'm checking it out. I'm checking. I'm checking it twice. I'm gonna find out who's naughty and nice. It's up to 10. So ten was and ten was the newest one, and ten was good. Like the the last two seasons have been like pretty good, but there is there's a stinker in there. Maybe it's eight or nine, or maybe it was eight. Like right after, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's one of those. Yeah. You know. You know. But you know. Yeah, I mean, RJ, you'll be able to speak about that Friends reunion. Well, don't in, don't give away uh, the creep and on, Jared. Okay. All right. Uh huh. Uh, to answer your question from last week, a conductor is vaguely akin to a film director. Hey, it's someone who actually mm. is answering one of our questions from like the, cre- the creep itself. It seems like that doesn't happen very often. Not usually. Their main job is to decide how a piece should be played by an ensemble and then lead them by lead- keeping tempo, stressing intonation, and generally molding the piece into a unique performance. Though oftentimes mm. they are a lot more like Dennis from Blade Runner just being the figurehead and take, sorry, Denny. <laughs> Denny and, and, and taking credit for the efforts of others. No offense to Canadian alum Denny Yeah. Did he write that or did you, he, he, uh, he did wrote, you add one? Uh, Dylan wrote that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Just wanted to clarify. As yeah. for John Criterion and Gary Collection, where do you think mm-hmm. they would go on holiday? We'll assume they both live in New York State. Well, I think you pointed out last week that Gary has probably never left his hometown. So I think if he were to holiday, maybe he would, you know what I think he would do? He would just get like a hotel room in the city he lives in and just go stay there for a weekend. And he'd be like, what a treat. Does does he bring his DVDs with him? And then he calls the front desk and say, hey, uh, can I get a a DVD player up here? He he would. And, uh, but he'd just be like, well, I can get room service up here. This is terrific. What? This is uh, all I've ever wanted. And then, and then uh, maids come and clean up after me. Oh, While should. he goes and sits by the pool. But oh, he wouldn't mm, sit in the sun. Nah, he would, you, can't, he would... you can't watch movies by the pool. Well, what if uh, what if there was an arcade area by the pool? Like uh, the Ramada in Creepsville. Like, mm. you remember when there was that arcade and kids would go in there sop and wet nope. playing uh, the arcade games? I never stepped foot in that building. Excuse me? You never went to the wave pool? 
It's still there. You you still have a chance. You could go now. <laughs> Maybe they'll let me fire it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, to, this is. Let me lay it down for you. This was a. This place was insane because it was a wave pool, but then they had the little concession thing. So you would go it as a kid. You'd go get like sop and wet in the wave pool, and then you'd go out into the con, to like the lobby area, and you'd buy like a bunch of warheads and stuff. But you were all soaking wet, so you'd get water all over all of the other food mm-hmm. that other hotel guests were that weren't using the pool would want to go to. Mm-hmm. And then in the pool area, there was a little birthday room where you could like book it for parties, and they had a bunch of arcade games in there. But it was the same problem. You'd be soaking wet and you would go in there and play x-men arcade game and i'm pretty sure that those all those arcade cabinets were probably ruined pretty fast i can't imagine them lasting long but Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of where uh john goes though like is he kind of like a does he have a place in the hamptons you know over uh on long island i think he does but i think he also has like where does he away in like singapore yeah that's where he summers and then yeah um, something like that what about for the winter winter i think winter he's do you think he's a snowbird or do you think he he like winters in france and he goes oh true cinema southern france you know what though he said he talks about it but it's like he hasn't watched a movie in like 15 years yes but he but he knows all the things he's like listen i picked the first 500 spines in order i know what cinema is look when they start making good movies again i'll watch them I mean that might be it. That might we might have cracked the case there on that one. Yeah, <sighs> I think potentially. I mean they do put out new movies, but he, just because he's so checked out. Yeah, a hundred percent. He well, he just he's not in the Marvel stuff. He thinks it's like an amusement park kind of ride, just like uh, Scorsese. But he doesn't like Scorsese's new stuff either. He doesn't like the Netflix model. No. But they cut a deal with Netflix to kind of keep Criterion going. You know. It's all it's all politics, sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's about market share. Sure. What's your market share? Uh, could be bigger. If, okay. Um, yeah. What is my market share? Uh, money machine go burr. Wow, man, you you you've been spending some time on the internet, mm-hmm. huh? I can tell you about I can I know about Diamond Hands, RJ. Wow, and, 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 to, the mo- and, and to the moon, like like this podcast. Like our Patreon, right? Ooh, do you think... Yeah, I mean, is anyone part of our Patreon? Um, some. Some? <laughs> some. Few. Few. Do you think that uh, Robert Downey Jr. would join our Patreon account? Oh, we could ask. You know, um, somebody at, at uh, work had asked about, like, getting funding for sco- for the school. And they're like, you know, we could... For what ha- school? For the university. Oh, okay. And one of the names put forward to like ask for uh, donations was The Rock. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Were, were they, being, I, were they no. being serious? Yes. Yes. What is? I, I'm confused at what their what their game plan for that was. Like they just wanted to cold tweet The Rock and be like, "Listen, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't know where the University of Creepsville is, but we need you. We need your help, man." You have no obligation or reason to do this, but maybe it'll be good for social media. So maybe you will do it out of that fact alone. Yep. Do you think that was the intention, or maybe? I am not happy about that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Not at all. I I can tell you about who that was later. 
Do I know this person? You might. I don't know. Just it's... say their name now. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that person said that? Oh, what, my goodness. What a scoop. A scoop. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty outrageous. <laughs> And Anyways. back and back to the movies in this scene. Oh, yeah. now. now that Freddy the Eddie Olin Ray is yeah. almost finished for now, uh, I've got a schlocky movie question. Any films in the more schlocky style that you would consider four and a half or five star films? We're talking real low brow. How would you defend these picks to the so called film elite like their opinions matter? Well, exactly that. I don't. I don't want to defend anything to film elites because those people are real assholes. <laughs> the film elites. <laughs> those guys. Those, those ones are real assholes. They they go along with the uh, YouTube commenters. Was that, Some of them. Where's that one thing I sent you? It's like this isn't film elite, but uh, I think it's like this is like white boy summer, and it's just like dudes with a twenty four tattoos. Wow, that is very niche, and I know that uh, Sugarhead would probably be all over that if he if he isn't already. <laughs> he is a uh, big A twenty four and a big white boy summer uh, guy, so uh, mm-hmm. he's living he's living everyone's dream, I oh. guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's good. I think you did send me that actually. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he sent me that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about community here. Uh, goodness. Uh, I mean, fuck, man. It depends on what you. I mean, again, schlock is sometimes subjective. Yes. Yeah. Shock is subjective. I mean, I mean so for instance, um, actually, I, I think Arrow just announced this too. One of those movies that I've been uh, stumping for forever, Blind Beast from 1969. Kind of a schlocky movie, but I consider that a five-star banger. What about, uh, I don't really have many because I stopped rating movies, but I'm trying to check here. And yeah, that one, the movie you just said, uh, I, I remember when you were talking about it, it did sound good. I, I haven't seen it though. Mm-hmm. What about Deadbeat at Dawn? That doesn't count. No. That's not a five star, four and a half. Like where it's no. like near perfection. I mean, I, I, I don't know how people feel about Maniac, but I love, love, love Maniac. Um, Is that a schlock uh, pick? A little bit. Think? It's like I mean, in a sense. I think I think there's it's got some schlocky elements. It's not one that I think most people would say. You know, people who uh, the Citizen Kane people. I don't know if they're gonna be like Maniac mm. five stars. I mean, I don't even five-star Kane. But I will five-star Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. I'll five-star Cruising. I'll five-star mm-hmm. The Thing. Those probably aren't schlocks, though, any of them. Do you think? or I don't. Or yes. Again, it all depends. Like Cannibal Holocaust. That's a straight-up mm. exploitation. That's, for me, that's, yeah. a, that's a five-star. I mean, Dumb and Dumber, RJ. Five what about star. Dumb and Dumber? Five stars. The Fly. Well, yeah. Five stars. But again, are those those aren't schlock films? Uh, are they? Uh, it's hard. To, I mean, I guess it means what he means specifically. If you're talking like trauma, like like Fred Olin yeah. Ray type of movies, like I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at the my entirety of trauma, basically. Well, there's some of the trauma stuff that I well, but are those four and a half five star movies? Nah. What about Street Trash? Is that schlock? That's a four star movie for me. But I would also, I'd, I'd have to hold back and be like, well, is it more, is it beyond that? Beyond the pale? I, apparently I gave Hard to Die from by Jim Wynorski four stars, which I'm a little confused at, to be honest with you. <laughs> Quite frankly. Quite frankly, I, 
I don't know if any Jim Wynorski films reached the fi- uh, the four star level, but I guess it's there, so I got to stick with it. I love that. Hey, I love that baby blood. You do love baby blood. And maybe it won't be as good as the second time viewing. Maybe it'll be like a sort of doom type deal. Eh, it might, yeah. Not like us, the alien flick. That's pretty pretty rad. It's a four star for sure. I'm in four stars. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I didn't you, have any. Yeah. You don't even rate movies no more. Well, that's what I mean. I don't rate stuff anymore, so I uh, my ratings are a farce. I think the trailer for Thanksgiving, or sorry, Thanks, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, the uh, the Eli Roth trailer in uh, yeah. Grindhouse is, a five star is, is four and a half. I, I think that's pretty amazingly done. You know what other trailer is a four and a half? The Maw trailer. <laughs> Mom trailer is pretty good. You remember Ma? Yeah. You never. You never actually. I've never. No. Uh, yeah. You. You kind of. Uh, you figured it out. Oh, you know what is totally a schlock movie and is coming out from Vinegar Syndrome on Blu-ray. Get Evan, aka it's got like a new t- Road to Revenge, aka it's like champagne and something else. Uh, champagne. Get, Evan? Sh- get. It's called well. Get even, but oh. but it's misspelled. Get Evan. It's like it's like get even, but it's all one word. I got gotcha. uh, But it also goes by Champagne and Bullets. If you want to uh, really uh, experience a man in the throes of a midlife crisis, uh-huh. live that's the one. in film, yeah, that's the one. Is there any live in real people midlife crises we can view right now? Any of our listeners out there who are currently in crises? In, in crises. Uh... They're making a movie about themselves, like having uh, having their way with ladies, hanging out with Wings Hauser and uh, William mm. Smith. Well, I imagine it wouldn't be a movie. I, I imagine they would air it on Twitch or something, you know, or Discord, yeah. and it'd just T- be like, yeah, come check T- us out. TikTok? Yeah, probably. There's some pretty pretty bad things on that TikTok from what I hear. Uh, I I don't have TikTok, TikTok personally, but I see, I see TikToks being recorded, and it is an absolute nightmare, Jared. It is mm-hmm. just unpleasant, I got to tell you. Not good. Not good. Criterion fact of the week. I mm. went fishing thrice this week with my good buddy John. Unfortunately, he isn't John Lurie. How long has it been since either of you gents have wet the line or munched on some <laughs> cheese crackers? Mm. Good question, Jared. When have you wet the line? Ah, poor. It's been a very long time. It's been a very long time. My dad's actually a really loves fishing so i did go fishing a lot when i was a kid but uh it wasn't my passion uh i only ever went when i was a little kid i have not gone ever since and uh, i'm not gonna lie i know people really like fishing but it's not for me so mm-hmm. i don't think i i don't think i will do it again to be honest but uh i i enjoy my fishing the criteria the gary criterion way or gary collection way sorry uh, and that is with fishing with John. That's the only way I can enjoy fishing correctly. But cheese crackers and cheese fish, for that matter, I've had very recently within the last day or two. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. You know, <laughs> you're good. I'm good. Yeah. Also, I saw you like my review, Jared. Happy face. An honor to live up to your standards. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, my standards are honestly, 
make me laugh, keep it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I mean, or I think... rip a movie apart, like, really yeah. beautifully, and I'll be like, yes. Or a great anecdote. I... Those are, like, it. But mostly it. it's like, be funny, but don't try to be funny. Wow, that's pretty tough. I know, it, well, it's difficult for some RJ. Well, I mean, he does have a point because I don't know if people know this, but I think Jarrett's only ever liked two of my reviews. Oh, bullshit. Ever. Bullshit. Probably two. More than Maybe that. Maybe three. More than that. The Only the ones that he's tagged in specifically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the way it goes. You can't, you can't win them all. Right. Anyways, thanks. Have a great show with lots of butts and farts. Best regards, Dylan. The drink of the summer. I mean, I will have some butts Note and to farts. Ben, you. RJ, if it makes you happy to use Pistol, Bristol Bill, or even Shitty Bill, please, by all means. I mean, I think Shitty Bill's pretty good. <laughs> shitty Bill. Shitty Bill? I like Shitty Bill. I'm going to go with that. Shitty, sh- shitty Bill's here. Shitty Bill. Oh, damn. Aaron Lang with no subject, but it's, there's a link. Am I going to get? Am I going to get hacked? Good news in Cleveland town. Charles Band oh. has set up business here. My brother oh, is in the no. local film industry, so there's a good chance he will end up working on something like Transfers 15 or Puppet Master 30. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> hey, if he does, just send him, uh, give him a flash drive with our four-hour uh, Charles Band episode on there. He's not going to like it because uh, I think we frequently talk about how he is not a good director, but uh, give it to him anyways. Do it. It's pretty. Do it. I'm checking this article out from the cantonrep.com, the repository. The mm. B movie horror producer sets up shop in Northeast Ohio, hopes to make 12 films a year. Uh, yeah, that's realistic. Sure. The house looks ordinary, perfectly ordinary on a street lined with anything but ordinary homes. Fairmount Boulevard is home to relics of a bygone era when the movers and shakers of Cleveland a century ago looked east for greener pastures and a place to build stately estates. Hmm. That sounds not interesting. And then there's like photos of this guy wearing like a. Like he looks like a dude at a horror convention. Uh, wearing a puppet master T-shirt, and it's like, oh, hey, it's the it's Charles Band himself, and there's a photo of him in his like, <laughs> in his house showing off some like baby puppets. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. Oh, Charles. And then there's like a creepy baby thing on the wall, <laughs> all dolled up. It's like, get it? Do you get it? I love I, it. I do get it. Oh, Charles man. a wild man. Chuck. Hey, speaking speaking of filming, did you get your uh, Last of Us uh, extras? Uh application in i did not oh i'm not going to be breaking into the industry well it's i think i said to you earlier the availability was ludicrous are you available between july 2021 and july 2022 and it's like huh no they want to just like have young calls they can like make you an anonymous plant spore person i mean that sounds cool but what are you what are you supposed to do in the meantime when you're not getting paid $10 an hour to be an extra on the, this HBO show. Where's your commitment? Not there. Not there. Say that much. <sighs> yes. Reese. Oh, piece. that was it for Double uh, A Lang? That was it. Just a link. Okay. I, yep. I, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that sometimes. So we got big sugary Reese here or what? Yep. The sugar head. The sugar head. Tell Gar- me Gar- garbage eating. <laughs> beautiful hey jared and rj 
Hope you two are enjoying the heat in a climate that is somewhat more fitting with your traditional culinary choices. Tacos from Taco Time. I mean, is it fitting with you, Jarrett? Aye. You're the Taco Time man. Hey, in what, like another week I'll be able to eat my taco indoors again? Do you plan to? Um, yeah, I was. I mean, when I went you in, didn't... I was like literally by myself. So it's like, yeah. it's fine. I mean, when things open up, I'm not changing what I've been doing at all. I'm still going to avoid people at all costs, like well, always. See, I was I mean, doing that a year ago. I'm going to keep doing that. That's fine. For, to come, yeah. Hey, RJ, life's for yeah. the living. Not me. Live your life. What if you don't want to, though? Go, go get go get infected with a disease. Yo, YOLO. I mean, YOLO. It's about freedom, Jared. What's whatever. It's fine. I'll, yeah. I can, I'll eat my uh, I'll eat my burrito in peace in a sure. in a in a empty fast food restaurant. Yeah, I mean if it's empty, that's it's that's oh, okay. Every time I went, there was the only people that would walk in were like skip the dishes drivers, grabbing food and leaving. Yeah. So I was sitting there by myself. What a nightmare those guys are, though. Hey, the skip the dishes people just going port to port, bunch of uh, just unclean. I don't know. Like, what do they do? They just hop in their car. Go to one place, go to the next. I know, but they see so many people. Like I know they don't see the people at the door. They just open the door yeah. and. But like they're, not, they're, they're seeing not, all they're the not, restaurant people. Like usually, there's space between them, and they have they have a mm. system for picking up this stuff too. I I've been in places where skip drivers were coming in, and not all of them. Is this but is some this, of them, is this pre- they're a bit questionable? Is this pre-COVID? No, no, this was in the last two months where, say, I was going to go pick up some burgers for uh, for me and Andy or something like that, and uh, those skip drivers just come in, just like they own the place. They just kind of walk in, dangling their arms like Vince McMahon, and just, like, no, like, mask under their nose, just go up to the counter, slap oh, it yeah. down, say, I got an order. 278. 278. And they say, they say, make it happen, and then they keep going, and I go, mm, shameful. I, wa- I wanted to write in and recommend another TV show I've been watching on HBO called High Maintenance. It is quite Ooh. a good one. Also, I watched that new Bo Burnham special this week, and let me tell you, it was stupendous. I saw a lot of people watching this Bo Burnham special. I, I don't even know what a Bo Burnham is. I mean, that's not surprising. I, what, I is am... that? what is What is that? Is it you a... know, eighth grade, Jarrett, the nope. movie? Nope. Don't the... know. Don't know. I think it won an Oscar or something like, or I don't know. It won something. I, I know what it is, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, Bob Burnham was a comedian, and uh, was. he was on an MTV. Well, he is. He has a couple stand-ups, and he had an MTV show like 10, 15 years ago when he was still a little kid, and it wasn't bad actually. I watched it. It was it was pretty good. It was like a scripted show, um, and uh, so yeah, he's a comedian, and uh, he just made a uh, like a, a special uh, him at home for the last year. That's it. It's okay. just him by himself, like in his house, doing stuff. Okay. He was a Viner. Do you remember Vine, Jared, before TikTok? Uh huh. He was a Viner. I was a Viner too. I was pretty popular. I had thousands, hundreds of thousands of fans. I just, I just walked away, so I could do this instead. Touching on something that has brightened yep. my month since I didn't watch any Fred Olin Ray movies. The discussion of garbage eating and Jared's unabashed joy at reading about it made me smile. I'm a staunch opponent of garbage eating. Once it's in the can, <laughs> it's not going in my mouth. The location and the depth of the can does not matter to me at all. 
Uh, where where do you stand on this, Jared? <laughs> Which brings me to my question. What uh-huh. is the funniest food one could possibly pull out of a garbage can? Presumably in a mall full view of everyone and begin to consume. I know this has been a hot topic for a lot of creeps listeners, so I look forward to your thoughts. Yours and sugariness, sugarhead. P.S. One day the sugarhead origin story will be told. Oh, what a tease. Uh... I mean that is a tease, Jared. I, I'm going to rock your world right now. I know the origin, what? but I'm not going to. I'm not. Gonna oh say, my god! I'm not going to say either. It's not. It's you're going to leave me and the tell. listeners in the dark. It's not my story to well, tell, Jared. It's, when, it would be inappropriate well, for me when, to tell when, that story. When is the sugarhead coming onto the show? I, I mean, you got to ask your youth pastor. I think he's the one who organizes the guest spots. No. Uh, what Terry? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is he not the not the one who organizes no. these things for us? Well, I usually tell Terry, "Okay, Terry, go fuck yourself. Get get a real job, you piece of shit." Wow. Yeah. Wow. Leave the leave them kids alone. That's uh, that's no good, Jared. No good. But yes, I do. Uh, I do know the story. But like I said, it's but, not my story to tell. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and I I have heard of that TV show, High Maintenance. It sounds good. What was the last thing you left on? Oh, what eating out of the garbage. Why <laughs> don't you go? What's the funniest food one could possibly pull out of a garbage can in a mall in full view of everyone and begin to consume? Like anything, I guess. <laughs> so what I would say, here's my answer. Okay. The person would have a fork. Fork would go into the can. <laughs> fork would kind of do one of these, like kind of bendy twists. Yeah. Fork would come out and it'd be full of spaghetti. And then that would go oh, right Oh, man. That's... Which I think is also how that one guy in Red Deer makes his meatloaf sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes uh, <laughs> dumpster diving. Yeah, fork in the garbage, coming out with spaghetti. I think spaghetti is funny because it's it's a funny thing to watch people eat. Well, I mean, I always wonder when, when I always get weirded out when people refer to their food as a meal because I'm now because now it just makes me think of mealworms. So, wait, do you not use the word meal? I not I don't like it. I don't. So what like did you? It. When you go to McDonald's, what do you say instead of Happy Meal? You just say, can I get the happy food, please? I don't. I don't eat Happy Meals, RJ. Okay, so... What's wrong with you? But when you order at Taco Time, and they ask you just the burrito or the meal... No, they say they, the no, no, they say combo. Combo. They don't say... Mm-hmm. They never say... or so, I mean, if they say, would you like that as a meal? I'll probably just go, no, I don't. So, but what if you, but what if that happened to you and you only got a burrito and, and then you didn't get the tots? Well, I know I, you're a big I guess tot, if, man. If, if they said, do you want that as a meal? I'll go, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean. But you don't I, use the word yourself? I, I try not to. Because it just, okay. I don't know, something skeevy about it. And I, I can't tell you why. I've, I, it's gross. It's something weird about that word. And like the people who use it, like these Facebook restaurateur charlatans that are also uh-huh. now used car salesmen. Well, why don't you just come in and have a meal? I just, ugh. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I don't feel know. like your problem is against the English language in general because I think, I feel like meal is. It should meal be. Meal was a word used a lot longer before restaurants were a thing, but, but, but the, it's used I find in it this shocking, weird, to be honest. I don't know. Me- mealy mouthed? Like, ugh. What a, what a weird hill to die on, Jared. It, me, I, I find meal worse than moist. Let's just say that. I mean, I think moist is fine. I've never had a problem saying moist. Yeah, so. it's fine. 
that's always been fine with me. But uh, I don't think any words are overtly gross other than the things you say. Well, see? Look but at it's you. the way you say it, though. Well, because I, I already know how to how to speak to you, RJ. In a ribald fashion? Mm-hmm. You know it. Mm. I'm a ribald boy. <laughs> ribald boy. A ribald boy? The big ribald boy over here. <laughs> yes, that's very Just... awkward. That's awkward. Big that's a ribald boy. Yeah, it's very, very difficult to get that one out. It's hard to say. It doesn't, uh, doesn't roll off the tongue. No? Like, uh, what's another word you use sometimes? Man, we should start keeping track of these <laughs> weird words you use. Well, that, that'll be the new <laughs> Wang Watch. Wang Watch? Yeah. The new Wang Watch. Words that Jarrett uses that no one knows what they are. <laughs> There's Except for apparently Sam Sanchez, because I think he knew what ribald meant. Well, he thought it was funny too. No, I yeah. honestly, I think the first time I ever heard the word ribald was in the context of another friend of mine saying that he had like had a conversation with a man who used ribald unironically to describe something, and he was like, "Fuck, that's the worst word ever." So, I, in my mind, I think about that word ribald. Ribald, uh, yeah, yeah, and everyone else does now too. Everyone, so. and everyone, yeah. It's, there you go. It's like brain mm-hmm. poison. It just seeps in. That's what we do at the Criterion Creeps. It's going to start rewriting you. I'm, I'm wondering what sort of expressions people uh, use now in their everyday life, like calling people pieces of shit. I don't know if uh, that's taken off. I feel like on this podcast it definitely is a, a thing. doesn't need to take off when it's true. Some people are pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. There's a lot out there. Human garbage. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you would eat? Oh, you never said. What are you gonna eat out of the uh, the garbage Ooh. in the mall? Well, what, what do you think? What's funny? Thing? What's funniest? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not eating anything out You're of the garbage can. No. What do you no, think no, no. is the funniest? There's, thing I'll, I'll let. I'll let. The, oh, there's a lineup at the garbage can. Apparently, I. Yes. I, I, I gotta let them have their way with it. Um. Hmm. <sighs> funny. Funny. How? <laughs> I mean, if you saw it, what would you go? <laughs> Well, part of it is not like, like not I can't imagine, disgusted, but you would laugh. Part of it is I can't imagine it though, right? Because, like, the the funniest thing is the thing that you don't expect, like spaghetti. Yeah, someone was eating like just like it was like one of those like a spaghetti factory, and they just like oh, mm-hmm. I throw we gotta throw it all the spaghetti, and they just throw it all into a garbage bag. <laughs> like it's just like but it's so heavy, right? Because it's like so mm-hmm. like so wet waterlogged noodle and they just like have to dump it and you're like carrying this around and some guy has to like haul it over his back and he's just like what is that it's like ah spaghetti you're like what and he's like uh it's like and this one's like did you double bag it oh no i forgot i don't think i need to worry about it and like they're halfway to the garbage trash to the trash out back and it just mm-hmm. splits up the back and it's just pouring out and it looks like worms the the tomato sauce it's a real mm-hmm. mess and then so they've already put the sauce on well, yeah, it's just like because they they don't want to have people like get confused, so they mm-hmm. add the meat sauce, tomato sauce into the mix. So like you go to your like whatever Sabaro or whatever, and they're like, here you go, mm-hmm. we have we have spaghetti. I I think that it would be a guy that would be like, we got spaguter, 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 or spaghetti. Hmm. What what uh, kind of food? What kind of food is at the uh, the food court? I, I I don't go that often in Creepsville. Yeah. There's well, they only, had a no, rebranding no, a while ago, a remember? food court. Yeah, they did. It's, called, it's, pretty... it's like Crave, which is not an original thing. I think they got a KFC. There's a New York Fries. There's an Orange Julius. 
there was Manchu Walk. It's called something else, though. There's mm. an Edo, mm-hmm. uh, Opa, A&W. Um, man, I feel like there's other stuff there. I'm going to look this up while you keep going. Okay. Because so, I'm curious now. Justin Peterson. Two cents from Big Band Boy Justin Peterson. I guess he's gonna weigh in on what a conductor does as well. We're gonna two, Ooh. two people. Two, two for one. No, from the two from the musicians. One. Damn. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Well, my ears certainly perked up last week when you guys essentially said that band conductors are pointless. Here are a few <laughs> reasons they have value. <laughs> No, stop trying to make conductors happen, you guys. Yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah, we were we were happy knowing that they weren't they have no purpose. Yeah, but anyways, continue. They are in charge of setting the speed of the song and give the musicians a reference to the tempo throughout. Number one. Number two. They are in charge of leading the group in practice. Number three. They are also in charge of cueing certain sections to play during big moments. Number four, and finally, their charisma makes a huge difference in the amount of energy they're able to get the players to put into the music. As a longtime trumpet player, I figured I should chime in mm. as the subject matter expert here. Chime in. It's more like toot in. Like toot, like toot majeure? Toot, he tooted his horn. He did what to his horn? I don't know. Trumpets are trumpets horns? I don't mean, I mean, know. Horns are horns. A horn is a horn. You you got me there. No. Um, I don't want to like downplay what uh, Sonny D or uh, Justin Peterson are saying here, but I still think conductors are pointless. <laughs> like I, I like I, I get that they're cueing people brass. in, but like if that per- brass, brass. There you go. But if that's like that person's job is that they're to play that instrument, I feel like they should know when they're supposed to add in their little bit based on the music. Like they should know, right? I don't know. I don't know, Jared. I, don't I know. still think they're useless. <laughs> <laughs> you stand by your your original I claim. <laughs> I feel like if you took that guy out, the the people could still play the music fine. There'd be no there'd be no difference. I remember that. Even, I remember that time that uh, Bugs Bunny uh, really got that one guy pissed off. Yeah, but but that's Bugs, man. And and sometimes and when they're not like doing nothing on stage, they're trying to kill their wives. Bugs Bunny? Well, uh, conductors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And pig masks and other questionable things. But uh, We didn't really talk about the pig mask last week. Yeah, I thought you would have talked about it a little bit more. I thought that would have been one of your things. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, that's how much I didn't care. Um, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Dudley Those movies Moore. don't offer a whole lot. So, what you going to do? Justin continues. Uh, yes. Or, or, um, has there been a movie you enjoy that took you days to finish since it kept pulling, putting you to sleep? Oh, this recently mm. happened with me uh, and that Western chain. I'm not sure if it was because I had a few cold ones or because I was just tired. Ooh. Has this ever happened to you? Well, I'm always a little bit tired after having a couple of cold, cold ones with the boys. You know what I mean, Jerem? I mean, a lot of movies have put me to sleep. Lots of movies. Yeah. Movies that I enjoy... Uh, I, I do remember trying to watch the extended cut of the return of the King over about four nights. I don't think I ever finished it. Cause that thing's like four and a half hours or something. And it's just too long. I was like, I, I think I fell asleep a few times there, but I don't know. Lots of movies put me to sleep, but right. I mean, that's not saying much. I, I'm a snoozy bitch, Jarrett. I'm always snoozing. 
you know? You might uh, have someone look at that. That I'm snoozing a lot? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm fine with it. That's what, I, that's what I've said before. I think sleeping's awesome. People <laughs> who don't sleep as much as they can, what are you doing? <laughs> sleep your wife, Sleep your life away. That's the easiest way to get by. I stand by it. There's a, that's a pro tip for folks. Yes. Yeah. Sleep your life away. Who gives a shit? I, you know, I can't think of anything. No? No. I mean, most things is like, if I, if I, if I really like something, I'm, I don't know if uh, falling asleep is happening. Nothing I can remember anyway. Did you fall asleep during, uh, um, Quiet On? Well, that movie's not very good though. No, it's not. But I, I fell asleep during it, I think. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good for you. Yeah, it happened. It happened. It it uh, definitely happened. It can't unhappen, I suppose, is what uh, some people might say. Yep. Yep. Past episode look back. I was surprised oh. to hear RJ's disdain for My Man Godfrey a few years ago. And it turns oh, yeah. out, after watching it recently, I did not like it that much either. Any new thoughts on screwball comedy since you saw this one? Give me bringing up baby any day over the Philadelphia story. I mean, it's not as much the screwball comedy thing for me. I just didn't like my man Godfrey. And I am I think uh, we've we've talked about this a little bit. But in the current uh, shift of uh, socialism. Uh, socialism. I don't really, socialism. I don't really like seeing these rich people complain about stuff anymore. It's just boring. It's like, except for the leopard. I, I did like the leopard, but uh, um, no, I just didn't like my man Godfrey. I thought it was, I thought it was lame, and uh, people really hate hate me for that. I've noticed uh, I get a lot of uh, a lot of disdain in the comments for my hate of my man Godfrey, but I don't think it's that good. I'm glad he agrees. Well, bringing up baby is good. I've never seen Philadelphia's story. Why not? I don't know. Is it in the Criterion Collection? Because then I don't give a shit. Go watch it right now, and then I'll wait, and then come back after. (sighs) Screw it. Actually, the one that my... The one I find the most disappointing of all the screwball comedies still, to this day, is uh, His Girl Friday. Not My Girl Friday, His Girl Friday? His Girl Friday. Is that a sequel? Nope. How is... So, wait a minute. How is that different from My Girl Friday? One's a movie, and I don't know what My Girl Friday is. Oh, I thought it was called My Girl Friday. It's called His Girl Friday? His Girl Friday. I don't do a movie podcast. Stars, you know that that movie Stars, right? Cart Grant? Cart Grant. (laughs) I like that. Cart Grant is good. That guy didn't know, but he, uh, he... He did a good thing for us. He did. He, did he, he really did. I like it quite a bit. Yeah. Goat movie question of the week. Mm-hmm. After watching a few of those Chucky movies recently, oh, I God. figured it would be funny to hear you all gush about Brad Dourif's filmography. I can tell you for sure, Critters 4 is not my favorite. I'm glad he made that distinction for us because uh, <laughs> I was I was going to say, you know, Critters 4, it's up there. It's real good in the Dourif uh Durf catalog. Um, so is that is is that his go thing? Is Brad just Brad Durf? Yep, Brad Durf. God damn! I mean, how long do we got here, Jarrett? Oh, I don't know. I think they missed. It was a missed opportunity to not have him as the Joker in yes. Batman 1989. 
But, uh, I mean, business-wise, Jack Nicholson was the better decision, but yes. Br- Brad Dourif Joker would have been... Like... My, it, oh, so, it, it would have been... So it, good. It, it, it would have been, been so earth-shattering good. how good that would have been. And I, I do... I stand by that. Like, yep. if Brad Dourif would have been the, the Joker, it would have... People would talk about it now. Like, the way that people talk about Marvel movies, like, d- deeply affecting them emotionally, which I don't really buy, but uh, that's what Brad Dourif would have done for the Joker. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, I'm going to hit you a curveball. The best Brad Dourif performance is in The X-Files, in his one-off episode. It's the best. That episode with Scully, it's so good, Jarrett. It's not logable so on Letterboxd. So. It's not, which someone it's pointed out on my Brad Dourif list once, and uh, so I had to put that in there. Um, but uh, it looks like the person deleted that comment, actually. Uh-oh. Oh, well. Or it never uh, happened. Or it never happened. Yeah. Well, I, like, I have a comment in here, and it's it looks like I'm replying to someone, but there's nothing above it. Hmm. Strange. Uh, yeah, that episode is uh, amazing, Jared. Amazing. What about you? How about horse player? Excuse me? Horse player from... No, that's Rosemont. Where did horse player go? The world that's wants... Brand new sentence. Where did horse player go? It's <laughs> a good title of a movie. It stars Brad Dourif from 1990, directed by Kurt Voss. One hunts, Ooh. one seduces, one kills. A blonde, Sammy Davis, seduces a quirky liquor store worker, Brad Dourif, as inspiration mm. for her artist boyfriend, M.K. Harris. Is that good? Uh, I mean, it's, it's called Horse Player. It sounds good. I would watch Horse Player. Now, you got to go deeper into the Brad Dourif movies, you know. Who, me? Yeah. I have 30 of them logged. What about Born of Earth? It's got like a gremlin on it. I mean, I there there are good ones. Like I do think Exorcist 3 is without a doubt his best. And I, I do like him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, even though he's not in that a lot. Same with Eyes of Laura Mars. He's not in that a ton, but his performance is really good in that. But in terms of like the quirky movies, like Death Machine, he's not bad in. Uh Final Judgment, uh, he's pretty good in. Body Parts, again, he's not in that one a whole lot, but it's it's okay. Uh, he's not good in Jungle Fever, I can tell you that much. I can tell you that much right now, Jerry. Just not good. Uh, Graveyard Shift, mm, I wasn't really into that. Uh, Urban Legend, he's only in for three seconds. Uh, the Rob Zombie Halloweens, he is equally only in for a scene or two. Uh, a bit Spon- more, a bit, a bit more than that. He's 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 in, he's in Halloween two quite a bit, and it's, he's in and Halloween it's unfortunate. Quite a bit. Yeah. Ha- have you seen Spontaneous Combustion? That's not I, a bad I have. Show. It's yeah. mediocre. I mean, the movie is fine, but Brad Dourif is really good in it. If you know what I mean. Man, and I mean, when we get to Wise Blood, that'll be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to that. Well, he's in Amos and Andrew from 1993. Sure, he is. Sure, he is. With with Nick Cage, and then they reunite at least in one other movie, Bad Lieutenant. Portico. Is he in Bad Lieutenant? I don't think I realize that. Oh, buddy. Yep, I, he is. I don't think I, I, I realize. I, I, that. I don't. I don't remember him at all in that movie, but he was there. Okay. 
That's all right. It's okay if you like don't remember, man. You know. Foodie question of the week. Where do you guys stand yeah. on bringing home leftovers from a restaurant? Personally, I don't mind eating them at all. And I'm often surprised to see just how many leftover boxes get piled up in my parents' fridge that never get eaten. Uh, I I bring home leftovers yeah. almost every time I go to the restaurant. And yeah. I've, I, I thought that was pretty standard. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean... I I usually finish my meal, but there are a lot of times I don't. And yeah, I'll just bring that shit home. It's good. Is it always as good? No, but that's what happens with leftovers, you know. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not something crazy like a like a sandwich that has a ton of sauce on it, and the next day it's all soggy. That that's yeah. That's something you can't do. But most food holds up pretty well, I think. Yeah, that was the one thing that sucked about that sandwich place by the store a few years ago, the Panini place. Is it was yeah. really really good the like within like you know a half hour of eating it but it did, it, it did not keep well for a leftover yeah. sandwich in fact it was pretty terrible the next day yeah a lot of things don't keep like that man no a lot of things don't keep like me you leave me out in the sun jared not good i won't keep you just tan up i do tan up pretty good but i'm talking about like down there it's mm-hmm. not good in the sun it gets a little, a little oh, hot see. and sweaty i see yeah. the bars yeah, yeah. Which is, as I mentioned a few times, what uh, one of my coworkers pointed out a while ago. What you're, you're pretty you st- su- you stink. Uh, well, not that I stink, but that I was sweaty. They're like, you're pretty sweaty, hey? And I was like, mm-hmm. I said, if you get closer, you can smell it too. Oh, oh RJ. And then I was arrested. Oh no, you're not supposed to say that part. Oh, maybe I just thought that, that part. Yeah, and then you were arrested, and you went, uh oh, I th- said it out loud. Did I think the part I was supposed to say and say the part I was supposed to think? One of those situations? Game, game, game talk. What? So, for about a year now, my oldest son has been begging for my nephew, who is 20, to help me do some pool chicken fighting with them. Oh, uh, yeah, like chicken fighting. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I know what he means. Yeah, I got Go it. Go on the shoulders. Yep. Basically, yep. this is when each person gets on someone's shoulders in a pool, and then they try to push each other off. Let's just yep. say my neck has never hurt so bad as we engage mm. in multiple rounds of these fights over the course of 45 minutes with some short breaks on Memorial Day, and it still hurts. So what kind of pool mm. games did you guys enjoy growing up? Well, Jerry, as a person who I imagine has never been in a pool, what did uh, what did you enjoy? I, I, I can swim. I've got like a red badge, I think. I Do you that. enjoy swimming? Uh, I don't know. There, yeah, that's you fine, know, man. the other the other night I was out walking around, walking around the mm-hmm. lake, and I was mm-hmm. I was disgusted by what I saw. Just <laughs> bare flesh everywhere, and uh, so the flesh upsets you. Uh, yeah, just the. The luxury of it all. I'm a I'm more of a fall, spring, winter guy. Sure. Summer is yeah. not my thing. And I don't know. There's a scene in a parking lot. Uh, some dude's like car door open was just yeah. The car door was just open, and this guy's mm-hmm. legs were just like hanging out, and he was like slaying back. And I think his air his car was running with the air conditioner, and his door was open, and he was just listening to like something on the radio. And then go there goes this girl riding by on like rollerblades, and she's like listening to her like iPod mm-hmm. without headphones, and it's just this horrible, horrible like pseudo Rastafarian music. 
and she's just like riding hey. around, and I'm just like, ugh. I hate this. I hate it summer. And then it's like, then these like assholes go running by, <laughs> just jogging away. Uh, this so group you, of you were mad at the joggers because they were every, jogging? Just like, I don't know. I, I'm i not looking forward to being open for summer, RJ. I think it's going to bring up the worst in people. Like people, oh, wow. people driving around with their uh, fucking jacked up trucks and blaring their mm-hmm. fucking subwoofers that rattle the, the glass of the... Uh, you know, storefronts. Hate, oh. hate well, I mean, I don't, shorts, I don't like that. Shorts, bare feet. Ugh, no, mm-hmm. uh. So, uh, if yeah. someone put a bare foot right near you, what would you do, Jared? Like right in your what, face? What fucking hit it away and say fuck off? <laughs> get, what if it was get, someone that you found extremely attractive in a sexual variety? Th- that's a completely different environment. This isn't str- strangers' feet. Like people like non-familial feet. No, it's not. Okay, it's yeah, not but done. this is a non-familial familial person where you went. Hmm. I find them physically attractive, and then what if their foot was just in your face? Why, would you why? Be, would you still knock it away? But, but why is this happening? Why not? Why not? I don't get it. I don't. I, this is this is a very different thing than some guy, and it offends my eyes. <laughs> I was like, who is this? What are they doing here? Walking around. Or ladies. I mean, that's... Dark, yeah, that's fine. Dark, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I God. mean, if... Ugh. pools. Anyways. Uh, that, yeah, don't, like don't, do. don't, don't, don't fuck around with your neck. Give yourself some time off. Uh, a lot of pro wrestlers have fucked their necks up doing, like, weird spots where they, like, do torture racks. And, uh, yeah, sure. they, n- none of them can wrestle ever again. Like, and they, they had very shortened <laughs> careers. Don't mess with your neck. I mean, I would tell those people to grow up, maybe. Just get over yeah. it. Yeah. Works, I have lots work, of neck and head injuries. I'm fine. Works through the pain. Look at me now. Look at you now. A shambles. Nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with me, man. Uh, I mean, I I love swimming. I'm just not very good at swimming. Right. You well, what like, I mean? what, do you, what do you mean? I, I was go, never trained. You were never. You're you're you're, you're uh, self-taught. Well, I mean, well, not like that. Uh, I can't like swim laps. And I would like to. I can swim, but I can't swim for a long time. Swim laps? Where do you want to be, Michael Phelps? No, but it's uh, it's supposed to be the perfect workout, Jared. It's easy oh. on your joints, and it exercises every body. I would Aqu- love to be able to do that. Aquafit. Aquafit. I mean, I could do that, too. But I don't want to be in the... I love swimming, but I don't like swimming pools because they're enormous toilets that people just dump in Yeah, all see, this time. is the thing. Your you're, you're thing about, like books and libraries and like yeah bugs and hair and stuff be like i'm gonna hop in that pool it's got chlorine even the chlorine's there i mean i don't that often what i'm saying is i would like to get to a point where i own my own pool and i could go into it all the time where i I know that people aren't dumping in it yeah well but uh i don't know if that's ever gonna happen well i mean once once you uh cash out on that uh dogecoin you'll be you'll have more pools than you'll know what to do with I mean, I wish it could have been us, but you slept on it. So thanks for the time and have a great show. Cheers. Yes. Thank you all for the emails. Yes, indeed. 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 To all the people and friends. Hey, RJ, what you, what you you been creeping on? Jared, have you ever heard of television? I'm aware of its work. Have you ever heard of the greatest most unprecedented television event in history um go on 
I'm talking about the Friends reunion. That's not, is that actual TV? Was that on Netflix? Nah. See, that's fake. That's, uh, no, that's, it's on Crave. That's fake TV. It's HBO Max, Jared. Is fake, what it is. Fake TV. So, hey, let me ask you. Did you watch Friends? Uh, yeah, I guess when I was a kid. I feel like everyone did when they are kids, right? But I do know someone, and uh, I don't want to name them, but Sugarhead apparently has never seen Friends, that's which the... I found a little bit shocking. Yeah. Just because, like... Uh, was, was we're he a, similar. Was, was, was he a farm kid? No, okay. no, no. And we're we're pretty close in age too. And like for me, it was like it was just on. Like if I was at home, like my parents would watch it, my siblings would watch it. If I was at someone else's house, they would be watching it too. Friends was just a thing. Do you actually want to hear about the Friends reunion or not? Uh, give me some highlights. <laughs> it's a variety show. It's a mixture of them. Uh, reminiscing about how hard it was to be one of the most famous actors in the world at the time and how no one else understood except for them because they were the only ones who were also the equally the most famous actors in the world at the time. So, but did they realize that there were like other famous people in the world and they aren't literally, it the doesn't most... seem like it. Yeah. They're so they're, that's smart. That's some, I mean, I mean, I'm going to also take all of this with a grain of salt because yeah. Uh, I'm sure they didn't actually say these things, but this is the, no. R- the RJ interpretation. Yes. Yeah. It's not that heavy handed either. Um, but uh, that was one thing I was like, hmm. uh, it's it's pretty well put together, to be honest. But then at the same time, all it really consists of is a couple table reads of them reading the scripts of old episodes, uh, clip shows of other famous people describing their favorite episodes. And then you watch that. And then it does do a few things where they like show you some behind the scenes stuff and you're like that's all well and good that's interesting and cool and then you have uh, a sit down with uh, your favorite comedian james corden and uh, he's talking to talking to them and just asking them questions just like hey what was it like being on tv do you guys he's like do you guys know that you were the friends you were on the show friends that's pretty incredible and everyone goes yeah james yeah. corden See, I had to look that up. guy sucks i have no idea who that is now i'm like oh i he looks vaguely familiar. He's a talk show host now, like oh, a late night guy. Of course. And he was in that Cats movie. He he honestly, and like my review has some likes here, and I think people think that's a joke, but he actually does say that. And like that's his first line in the thing. He says, look, everyone, it's the friends. The friends. And it's like, hmm. That's how people talk. It is how people talk. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you were a mega fan, you'd probably be into this. Neither Andrea or uh, nor I are mega fans, but we have seen the whole show. And she she was just kind of like, want to throw that on just for shits? And I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, it's well put together, but, I mean, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is interested in this in, this in the slightest. Well, So maybe... would you like to hear about Star Trek Voyager instead? <laughs> well, I just wanted to say before we get to the voyager yeah. um well maybe you're not a mega fan this week but maybe next week you'll be a mecca fan excuse me tell me about star oh. trek i mean I, I i would uh i'd like to say that i will but i'm not sure if time will allow for that so i don't want to make promises that i can't keep do you know what i mean make it so Okay, I'll make it so. All right, I'm gonna. I think it'll be better if uh, for the Voyager talk if I try to keep it a lit, not two full seasons at a time anymore. So I'll probably hit you with five or six episodes. How's that sound, Jared? That's, that's, I mean, that's what we've been doing this whole time, and uh, the yeah. the ratings reflect this decision. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. The, the, the market is deciding. Yeah. The, the market has made its decision. So last time we finished on some erotica trek. Uh, and uh, I finished right out right at the year of hell Jarrett. so episode uh 408 and 409 is the infamous the famed <gasps> year of hell <gasps> which i believe as you pointed out once people might think this is fun because it's got hell in the title mm-hmm. Jarrett. now do you know about this like uh, what no, the, the not, plot is to this really. or anything nope it is a what if well actually that's not true it actually it does happen but it gets reverted it gets retconned yeah it gets retconned at the end so here are my reviews uh because it's a two-parter but i i do review each episode um where are we uh 408 tuvok is blind three out of four stars uh and then 409 red foreman genocide and this is a low four out of four stars it's a high three whoa it's this one finishes strong and i like that but uh, while I was, because I think I was talking about this when I was like halfway through these episodes, and I was like, it's fine, it's not that great. I don't know why people talk about it. It's it's good, but it isn't. It's not amazing. So I would say part two of your fell is a high three, low four. It's like a three point five. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So year of hell is they enter a quadrant of space uh, where they are just complete. They're getting blasted all the time and their ship is just getting blown apart <laughs> they're getting blasted all they're the getting time. blasted all the time that's literally what's happening uh they take some heavy damage from uh, what Tuvok. Who, who are they getting blasted by uh krenum <laughs> the krenum the, the, it is a it is a new species Jared. okay it is a new species and then i think they throw in some of the they throw in some of the like usual suspects from voyager but uh the biggest thing is you're introduced to this new species and then uh voyager just keeps getting like blown up by like random people basically uh so tuvok goes blind um i think someone dies at one point and i can't even remember because it must have been a character i didn't care about at that point maybe it was tom paris or something uh but some people are dying and then uh, it does have this kind of like little clock where it's like it shows like the day of the year. It's like day 100 and things just keep getting progressively worse and worse. Jared. But Janeway's got a new haircut. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so things keep getting worse for them. Uh, and, and then what you do find, Oh yeah. Tom Paris doesn't die. Uh, Chakotay and Tom Paris get beamed to this, the Krenum ship, uh, which is captained by red foreman. And that this was the part I actually did like about this a lot. So, the whole time you see Voyager basically getting blown up to where there's no one left. Like the entire crew is dead except for Janeway and like one other person. Uh, but then Chakotay is on this other ship and you find out that uh, the reason a lot of this stuff is happening is Red Foreman, his his people have a technology that uh, chronologically erase entire species from history. And what it does, like, they have this, uh, I can't remember what it is. It's, like, all these dispersions or, like, they, like, target a planet and they're, like, what are all the possible things? Like, if we were to kill everyone and take them out of history that they never existed, how what would the kind of, like, spiral out of this be or, like, the threads that come out of this? And I thought that was pretty cool, actually, because uh, their civilization was killed by another 
uh, like species. And so like their thing was like, they made this time weapon basically. It was like, what if we destroyed them to the point and like made it so they never existed, then we would be alive. But every time they do that, it creates like a different, different, like a uh, fraction that goes off or a faction that goes off. And it's just like, well, now this thing is affecting our, our species, like history. So their ship has been doing this for like a hundred years or something. They're trying to rewrite history. And I thought that was pretty neat, Jared. I thought that was pretty cool. But it it takes a while to get there. Mostly this is just you see everyone on Voyager getting blown up a lot. And they try to make it, like, really serious. Uh, and that stuff is fine. But uh, I did like the Red Foreman stuff with the, the time weapon. That was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But then at the end, it they, they clicks put, back. They put the toys back into the box. Yes, they do. But uh, it's it's not bad. It's not as um, I don't I don't think it lives up to uh, the hype machine. But it's not bad. It's uh, pretty pretty good episodes. Interested? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's four ten, Jared. Tom Paris is a terrorist. Two out of four stars. So I have some weird notes here. Uh, I have in quotations amnesia idiot muggings and i don't remember what that means uh and then i have 90s courtroom procedural uh oh i remember uh they they visit a planet and it is a crime to think about violence so uh balana goes down there and because she's a klingon she thinks about violence all the time so she uh gets arrested because she Uh, These people like feed off of each other's thoughts. So because she is violent in nature, other people start killing each other and then she gets blamed for it because she is the one. Um, But they all forget about it. Uh, So like people like mug each other and they'll be like, I don't know why I did it. I don't remember. Uh, And it was just because Bolana was there. And then I think Tom Paris says something in here where he's just like, fuck these people. He's like, let's kill all of them. And you go, excuse me? <laughs> and like, he like, I think he like bombs somebody. So uh, Tom Paris is a terrorist and uh, he's just an outright bad dude. Like, I don't know why they thought he was a good character. I really don't hear it. He's not good. So that's a two out of four stars. Okay. Uh, 411 Da Vinci Conquest, two out of four stars. <laughs> Do you remember that show, Jarrett? Da Vinci Conquest. Yeah, I think that was like a made in Canada, like CBC da, da Vinci show. Inque- da Vinci's Inquest. Mm. And so it's about forensics. Okay. Well, this is Da Vinci's Conquest. So you know how uh, all of these Star Trek captains have heroes and they go holodecking and things like that. Janeway's hero is Da Vinci. So she goes into her holodeck and she makes a Da Vinci played by a... Uh, I think it's is it Jonathan Reese Davies? Oh, okay, sure, Gim- yeah, Gimli, yeah, yeah, Gimli, uh, and he does a good job. This episode is fine, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when while watching it, you go, I don't care. <laughs> so, which I think is somewhat all of Voyager, <laughs> uh, but Da Vinci becomes a recurring character now. He comes up a lot. This is his introduction, and it is fine okay uh, what else do we got here uh four <laughs> uh, must, must be a neelix episode yep 412 neelix goes emo one out of four stars <laughs> this is also voyager tries to ds9 
Uh, you know who directed uh, you know, no, this? You know, isn't a one out of four. This is a two out of four. You know who directed this episode? Who's that? Brian Fuller. I actually I do remember seeing that when because he he's involved in a lot of the episodes now. It's not a bad episode, but they're trying way too hard. So Neelix, uh, it starts out and it shows how he is like the positivity of the ship and stuff. And everyone loves him and he's always cheerful. And they're like, how are you so cheerful, Neelix? And he's like, well, when my people die, we go to the forest and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. because it's like his heaven. Yeah. And then Neelix does die. In this like, <laughs> he literally how, dies. How convenient that uh, he, he, he mentions forest heaven and then he dies. Yeah, so he is killed. Uh, and then they bring him back. And then when they bring him back, he goes, there's no heaven. There's no afterlife. Death is death. And he goes, why did you bring me back? I don't, I didn't want to be back. He said, now I have nothing to live for because there's no, like, he's like, the heaven that my people believed in doesn't exist uh so he goes full emo um and i did think that this was i i feel like it was it's trying to be ds9 with uh, like lots of kira uh like narisa stuff it's just it's not quite there and you don't it doesn't seem genuine you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just not quite there but it's it's not bad for neelix episodes i think this is the one that like this is one of the, the better ones for sure Okay. Uh, this is Mortal Coil. Yes. For, yeah. But uh, it's okay. I'm sorry. Not not the best. Then we have 413 here, Jared, which is waking moments. 413, and what do I have here? Chakotay is vegan. High two out of four stars, Jared. This oh, is not a bad episode. The uh, synopsis: the crew becomes trapped in a shared nightmare generated by alien technology. Only Chakotay, through his Native American spiritual capabilities, can save them. Yes, and it's actually really cool. However, there is, as always, there's some problematic stuff in there. Uh, But it is a really cool idea with Chakotay because they do build up a lot about his like spiritual like realm connection, and he go like he like meditates to go there all the time. So I actually like that a lot, and it's. It's a nightmare world for everyone. So everyone is living a nightmare. Uh, and it's very uh, Inception-like, Jared. Uh, so this was, this was a, it's a pretty good episode. I, I'm calling it a high two because it's not quite a three. I think there's some, there's some junky stuff in there still. But uh, it is a good episode. It's not bad. Not too bad. You uh, interested in that one? Not particularly. Okay. Well, that's all right. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, 414, Jarrett. Holy fuck. It's Andy Dick. Two out of four stars. Oh, that's all Alternatively, yeah, that's all he gets. Yeah. Alternatively, this is also Die Hard, The Doctor. And also, alternatively, Voyager makes it home. So in this episode, which is called uh, Message in a Bottle... Uh, Voyager discovers a relay between like, I don't know, satellites or something like some some uh, civilization of alien and their planetary like network uh, has a I guess it's like a ham radio kind of and they or it's like the Internet and they can they've been picking up messages from the Alpha Quadrant and they make connection with home. They tell all, all their family is now told that they are alive 
they are far away and they're trying to get home. And then they all get to send messages back and forth yeah. to their family. Because well, this is like over the halfway mark of the series too. Yes. Yeah. So they finally. Or is this li- no, or is it the middle of this series? No, it's oh, halfway because there's only seven li- it's, yeah, it's, it's Yeah, it's is dead middle. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was all part of the plan to to like, hey, you know what? We I think it was. That's like how how do you have like the show about trying to get home, and the the very middle of the series, that's the first time they've ever contacted contacted, home. and and of course they yeah. went. You know what this needs? This needs Andy Dick. Yeah, so Andy Dick is present because he is uh he he comes I think with one of the messages from the Alpha Quadrant. He comes all right. Oh my god, uh, he doesn't Andy Dick too hard in this. He he plays it pretty straight to be honest. He doesn't um, Andy Dick it so hard. He doesn't Andy Dick too hard. Yeah. Uh, he so he I think he comes like he's a holographic doctor. <laughs> He comes with the message. Uh, he's a holographic doctor, like the doctor. But this is like three or four years <clears throat> from when they left. So he comes back and he's way more advanced than the doctor. And the doctor's a little bit thrown off by that because he's just like, hmm. He's like, we thought at the time Voyager was the most advanced ship. And now Andy Dick is there. And he's just like, everything you have is outdated. And he's like, I am outdated. <clears throat> The alt, the other side of this, what they do is they send the doctor through the messages and he has to like he's in. I think the alien network, they don't want them, the human people to be using it. So they try to stop it. So the doctor has to go and like uh, actually uh, they have to go and or the doctor has to go and convince them or he has to do like something to take it over. So it's the it's the doctor's diehard episode. It's OK. I got gotcha. you. It's okay. So <clears throat> I, I covered a few episodes. I can keep going, but the that, next, I'd say three or four are kind of connected. Okay. Well, let's leave it there because that means that yeah. we're at the halfway mark of the entire series. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, how are, and how then, are, yeah. Let's do a check-in. How are things going with Voyager, RJ? Uh, it's got ups and downs. Um, in the next episode, they introduce new baddies and then they become a presence for the next like six episodes. I think they're like in every one of those episodes and they're not bad. I don't mind them. Uh, Voyager, I think I'm pretty much still where I was where it's not a bad show. Uh, there are a couple episodes that are really, really good, but I would say the bulk of episodes, like four out of five episodes are just meh. Or actually, three out of one out of five is really good. Three out of five is meh. One out of five is absolute shit. So it's a it's really in the middle of the road. And I I, I was watching like last night or something. And I think I had kind of like a revelation to myself where it's like this is. I think the reason I don't like this one as as much is this is the least Star Trek of the Star Trek series to me. I think. Hmm. And what I mean by that is like. This is very influenced by the time that it was airing, like 90s-ish. Like, it's it's just very – every the way that they talk, like, when you hear Neelix talking about, like, humidity and bug spray, I was like, I don't – I was like, this doesn't, like, seem right. And everyone – it's just very casual and very 90s stuff, but it's like – I feel like even the 60s Star Trek seemed very, like it, – it seemed – to be taking place and like the dialogue seemed like it was 
fitting for the time era that it was trying to be. So it's just, it's out of place a little bit. And then on top of that too, like, uh, they do a lot of just like 90s stuff, like all those procedural episodes and like the, uh, um, like there was that one where it was like Neelix's office, office drama episode. And I was just like, I don't like any of this stuff because it's, it's all this stuff about like late nineties TV that I didn't like. And I love the nineties stuff, but it was, it was those things that's like so commonplace that you, it's just like, it's like, I don't want to see this. So I don't know. Voyager is a mixed bag. I'd say for the most part, I don't think it, this is the one, this is the first Star Trek series where I would say it's not worth watching the entire series. Um, individual episodes yes because there are a couple really good ones in here but there's so many bad ones too it's not worth going the whole going the distance on this one i don't think okay which is the first time that's happened for me in three series three other series before where i can uh, say with 17 seasons of 17 seasons and and animated series in there too so technically 18 yes yeah and original series nine movies this is, and that's what I mean, like Voyager, it just seems, uh, it's the least Trekky of any of them. And I don't really know why. I don't, I don't even know what that means. It's just, that's how it feels to me. It's like, right. this doesn't feel like, it's not my Trek. Not my Trek. Yeah. So that's about it. It's fine-ish. Harry Kim hasn't been kidnapped lately either, from the sounds of it. Not yet. It's, it's going to happen. Or until they just forget that he's on the show. Actually, that is the way it's going now. He ha- he has been less and le- uh, featured less and less. He's just uh, he's just there for the most part no. now. No, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, there. I just watched Fred Olin Ray movies. Yes, and, you did. Um, people can tune into that special we did like two days ago. Sure, you can. Sure, you can. And hear all well, about uh, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, if, if you wanted to, if you want to, if you can, you got any news, RJ? Mm, no. You know what the biggest news was that I saw this morning? What's that, that? Criterion Collection is now on Letterboxd because that's now the new thing. That's the thing that these uh, labels are doing. Is they're like, hey, we're on Letterboxd too. You know, it's like, so what? Like, what does that change, John Criterion? So like uh friend of the show Ryan Nagel sent me that too. He's just like, What does this mean? And I was like, I I genuinely don't know. Like, it's so, like I have no idea what this means. Vinegar syndrome's like, on criteria like we're on letterbox and it's like, yeah, so what? Like unless you're gonna put out information before you put it anywhere else, it's kinda like, Oh, it's just another social media platform that you've occup- that you've occupied and you're you're in colla- yeah. you're yeah, in collaboration with letterbox be like, Hey, we're just a little bit more special than you. Well eh. like my my question is to what end like what do what are they planning to do like mog movies like who some guy who just works there and is watching john. Just but, been, but john just doesn't john? watch movies anymore so just gary no gary, i would follow no, no. a gary collection yeah well maybe you gotta start gary collection if if no one's beat us to it yeah oh better better get it folks so mm-hmm Snap, snake up that uh, snap up, snatch up, snatch up that uh, that handle. Mm-hmm. Gary collection, make it so. Yeah, if there's like anything of note news wise in the world, I don't know from movies. Um, 
I did ask a guy at the store today, um, who I know, oh. who I've seen at the theater in the past, uh-huh. saying, "So, are you looking forward to going to movies again in a month?" He's like, "I don't know. Are you?" I went, "No, not particularly." This guy's also got like three kids, so he's like, "When I go, when I take the family to the theater, take, this costs like a hundred bucks." It's like yeah. I, can, I can just sit at home and like if they're going to just stream movies to me. I'll just do it that way. It makes way more sense. It makes way more sense. I I don't ever want to go back unless you make me one day uh but i think in the last week or two i've just been uh, a lot of people have sent me all those uh uh like a couple letterbox reviews of theater experiences or like pictures like the guy with the bare feet up on the uh the back of someone's seat again (laughs) and it's just like and it's just like yeah we don't need to go back we're probably going to be okay if we never go back i think i will be okay if i never go back we get some. I don't know. Get some of that popcorn. Little little popping corn. Mm-hmm. Little little poppy corn. Get those kernels between your teethers. You might be able to. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe. Well, that's it. No, that's it. That's it. Fuck it. Um, fuck it, and let's go. After the break, take a breath, a sniff. A deep one. What? Of those flowers. What? By the the kindliest saint you'll ever meet. Saint, uh, Teresa, Mother Teresa? Momo. Momo? She was, I think she was the the best one. Oh, she's a monster, actually, but. Was she? Oh, yeah. She's she's terrible. Oh, I thought she was a nice lady. Oh, she's a leader of a death cult, my friend. After the break! This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Flowers of St. Francis from 1950, directed by Roberto Rossellini. 
The tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. A movie for today and all time. Um, what do they mean? It means it's, it's a timeless story that will extend beyond when you watch it. Is it, though? Aren't they all? I, I don't know. I'm actually asking, is it a timeless story for in all a, to tell? In a series of simple and joyous vignettes, director Roberto Rossellini and co-writer Federico Fellini lovingly oh. convey the universal teachings of the people's saint. <laughs> it's like the people's champ. <laughs> Humility, <laughs> compassion, faith, and sacrifice gorgeously uh, photographed to evoke the medieval paintings of St. Francis's time and cast with monks from the Nocera Infiore Monastery, the Flowers of St. Francis is a timeless and moving portrait of the search for spiritual enlightenment. Uh, which kind of enlightenment? The spiritual kind. See, I'm a little confused, though. They called him the people's... Uh, the people's saint? The people's saint? But wasn't St. Francis uh, the saint of animals? Like the patron saint of animals? Uh, or was that was that St. Francis of Assisi? That is, is that, that, not... that is who this is. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure he was the saint of animals. Didn't he chase all the snakes out of England or out of Ireland? <laughs> yeah, he did that too. Was know. that him or was that someone else? St. Patrick? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, okay. Well, he oh, chased all the snakes up, but that's not... Oh, I'm pretty boy. sure St. Francis is the uh, the animal saint. I think you're onto something there. I'm going to Google this. Saint of animals. Yeah, it's St. Francis. So why would they call him the people saint? He's clearly the saint of animals and ecology. Animals, merchants, ecology, stowaways, Naga, Cebu, and Italy. Yeah. Obviously. The Franciscan order. So this is my go-to monk. I always assume when I'm watching a movie, oh, these must be Francis- Franciscan monks. Franciscan? Is it just because they got that bald the They got that the bald, bald thing. Yeah, the pie the bald friar thing. talk? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you automatically assume it's St. Francis just because we grew up near that school, St. Francis? Is that why? Or... No. No. No? You just know? You're like, I know this guy. Well, like, I'm on board with... Uh, what well, he's RJ, I mean, tell me about St. Francis, this the Francis man? of SCCs. I mean, that's what I was going to assume I was going to be able to ask you, but, I mean, it's not to be confused with uh, St. Patrick. Well, I mean, that was just a, that was just a misstep, friend. Uh, St. Francis was clearly the saint of all animals. He was a kind man. He was a loving man. Uh, and he's often portrayed with a bird typically in his hand because you know birds would just fly to him he was he was so close to god that uh the animals could sense on that and they wanted to be close to him hmm. yeah and uh not just god but nature in general that's why he's a saint of ecology so you know his friends brother sun sister moon brother wind brother mm-hmm. water brother fire they're all there they're all buds he just really tapped into uh i guess you could say earthly business Mm. How tapped in a, to earthly business are you? Quite. Quite? When's the last time you uh, had your had your hands in the mud, Jarrett? <laughs> my my friend's face. It's a big pile of goo. Yeah. Uh, last week. 
Last week? No. You had your hands in the mud? Mm-hmm. Did you get some out of that? Like, did you feel spiritually lifted nope. from that situation? No, not really. I was just like, oh, I got to wash that mud off. Oh, I see. Hey, did you know there's a 70s Franco Zeffirelli film, Brother, Son, Sister, Moon? Uh, yes, which I've seen. You have seen? Yep. Does it follow the same uh, plot line of this film? I don't know. I don't remember anything about that movie. Hmm. Interesting. Did you know there are books about St. Francis? I bet there's uh, one or two. Do you think there's any St. Francis games? Like you have to chase all the snakes out of Ireland? I think this guy's got a a school or two named after him as well. Yeah, but do you think he has any current games like PS5 games? What do you think they do at the school that just named after him? Do they like hang out with the animals? Uh, I don't think so. I think... I think they're just kind of there. What do you think the like the mascot of uh, St. Francis would be? Because I know what it is. I can tell you, but no. just take a guess. What do you think it would be? Like, what do you think I, just I, screams St. Francis? A gator. <laughs> Gator's not bad. Uh, it's a it is a wild cat. Mm. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't, I don't believe existed uh, in the era that. Ah, uh, uh, wild cats don't exist in. Uh, in Italy. In, in Italy. Italy is a mamma mia. Is a wild cat uh, from a Saint Francis. Well, okay, so I mean, uh, clearly you're a Saint Francis like scholar. Uh, yeah, clearly. What, what do you know about uh, Roberto Rossellini? Uh, I know him by name. I know Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Is that the same thing? That's uh, her pep pep. Oh, yep. Yep. I did see there was a video of her on here, but uh, like in the on Criterion channel. I didn't watch it, though. Uh, This is I know Rossellini, but uh, this is my first Rossellini film. Mine, too. I was saving it all for this. uh, This Flowers of St. Francis, because I knew it was going to be an all time banger. So I was just waiting, just waiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you yeah. know that so is Isabella Rossellini's father is Roberto Rossellini but her mother is Ingrid Bergman what her um, mother is Ingmar Bergman I know it's the a, pervert himself yeah the Swedish he, the Swedish goose so did he uh, do the an Arnold Schwarzenegger Jr. situation where he was with child or well, no, I think he must. He might have got like a surrogate parent involved, and got his. Oh, must I'm assuming he must be his sister, Ingrid. Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, Ingrid Bergman, his sister, because they're all because all Bergmans are related. I, I think I've heard that once or twice. They are, and every one of them's first name has to start with an Ing. There's an Ingmar, an Ingrid. There's an Ingbert. There's a an Ing, it. There's an Ing. Uh, thing. Yep. Yeah. Did you know that there's a popular on? Did you know the feast day of Saint Francis is on October fourth, Jarrett? That's pretty close to the thirteenth. Yes, it is. Which is like you know, which is what? Like sometimes on a Friday the thirteenth. So that makes it kind kind somewhat spooky of a day. It's kind of spooky. Do you know what a popular practice of this feast day is? Sacrifice. The opposite. People oh. bring their pets and animals to the church oh, no. for a blessing. Oh dear. Just to get blessed. All right, you should. Uh, I think I might take my cats uh, this uh, coming October. No, you I'll won't. take them to church. I don't think you'll be doing and that. I say, hey, Father Kevin, give these uh, big Kev. Give these. 
yeah, as they give these cats a blessing, because they're good cats. Yeah. Like they are, they're not bad. Uh, so yeah. Beautiful. Well, I mean, I, I feel like people have learned less about St. Francis <laughs> now than they came in, uh, with. So that's good. We've, we've really murkied the waters. Uh, my understanding is that he was, uh, the son of a rich man who forewent his, sure. his family wealth and was like a, uh, a bum to some mm-hmm. and uh, a monk to others. Uh, sometimes those are mutually the same thing uh, at the yeah. same time. Uh, then would go on to sainthood because of whatever it is. What's the measure of it? Like doing some miracles. He he has his his whole shtick was the uh, what bleeding the stigmata. He bled from the hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, all all the great ones are in the sense of uh, like you said, the the rich who give back, and yeah, he had the stigmata, and I think it's either. I think for sainted, it's either miracle or martyrdom. You know, martyrs from uh, Mar- well, mar- yeah, mar- martyrs, yeah, martyrs get murdered and and killed, uh, killed. But they sometimes get sainted, I think, depending yeah, well, on the circumstance. Yes, but not, yeah. but not all saints are martyrs. No, I think I think you can be either of those. You either performing miracles or martyrdom. Yeah. I think those yeah. are two things that get you can get you sainthood. I believe. Sweet saint creep, yep. here I come. Which uh, what is the what miracle are you going to perform? Doing a podcast with you. I mean, there's harder things. It's Roberto Rossellini. Yeah, what about him? Made this with Federico Fellini, who wrote he wrote this bad boy. They worked on a treatment together. They sla- they slapped this bad boy together. Uh, it's based on two books, uh, the 14th century novel Fioretti di San Francesco. Little oh, Flowers Fioretti. of St. Francis, and mm-hmm. La Vita de Frate Jim Pro, uh, The wow. Life of Brother Juniper, both of which relate wow. to the life and work of St. Francis and the early Franciscans. Um, oh, wow. So what do you got here? We got some parables, some short stories all, all put together, shuffled up, and um, I guess we'll just kind of mm-hmm. go through those as uh, recapping this movie. Might as well. Uh, the the cast is made up of non professionals outside of the guy who's sort of the the tyrant, uh, okay. Nic- Nikolai. Nikolai, the is that the mustache man in the armor? Yes, the uh, leader of the scoundrels. Yes, the uh, okay. the barbarian people. Yes, which I, I I'm sure that you had a, a deep connection to. Oh yes, yeah, pagans. Good pagan folk. I, yeah. I guess there was a monk amongst them. There was a monk. They were just savage pe- folk. They would, uh, you know, drag people by horses and, I don't know, generally just do things that were not nice. They kind of were kind of Viking-y, I thought. They are like, when I yeah, think of uh, medieval times, I'm like, this is a little bit more what I was expecting. Uh, some hoopla in the woods. Hoopla? Hoopla. Like, what kind of hoopla? Hey, RJ. Yeah. And no one's better to talk about this movie than me, because Francis is my middle name. I thought your middle name was Fudge. <sighs> You're giving away too many details. Uh, what's your social insurance? Uh, it's what a, was the street that you grew up on? What was a, your first pet's name? It's a rainstorm. Uh, what's RJ. your? It's a rainstorm. What was your mother's middle maiden name? Uh, can it's I all, get some all, more personal it's, information? It's also a rainstorm. 
It was Rainstorm? Okay. So how does it feel being uh, a Francis? Were you named after this Francis? It's possible. Um, yeah. I think there were some God-fearing folk in the uh, the lineage before me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, those, those, those Irish, they like their saints. They like their Catholics. Well, they some of them do. Chase the snakes out of Ireland, you're right. I know. Why? 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 Why ain't I Patrick? I don't know. Pant, I, Patrick Francis O'Hare. Francis O'Malley. Oh do my you, God. Do Do you think that they knew you would grow up to be a heathen, so they were trying to give you mm. some semblance of a sa- salvation? They, and they were setting me up for success, and look what happened. Yeah, now you're Francis, doing Francis, more like failure. Or Failsis. Failsis? <laughs> Failsis Fudge Saint, Duncan? Saint Failsis. That's pretty, pretty good for you. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Um, so what's our first story? It's a uh, rainstorm. It's a dozen oh, yeah. a dozen dudes getting soaked. Getting what? Soaked in water. Just drenched. Yeah. Just covered. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to find a place to stay, trying to keep their spirits up. And hey, they come across a hut that they themselves mm-hmm. built. And mm-hmm. they try to get in there. They find a, a, a nice mule. And they're like, hey, mule, uh, we're going to have to take you out of here so we can fit in. But then there's the the scallywag of a farmer with his donkeys. Like, get the fuck out of here. So, but we we built this. We helped build this. I don't care. Get the fuck out. And then they leave. And they're all sad. And then St. Francis goes, hey, you know what? Someone got something something that we built. And we got to see it. So we should be feel pretty happy about that. Let's go freeze to death, boys. See, you know, I actually thought that this scene was not only contrary to St. Francis, but into the monkhood itself. Because they pushed that donkey outside into the rain, and it was like, you fucking jerks. Well, the donkey was like, fine. Yeah, but I mean, donkeys don't want to sit out in rain either. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was happier in the hut. And if, Fra- if St. Francis was the kind person to animals that he wa- that they portray him of, I think he would have been like, you know what, we'll come in donkey can stay too there's more than enough room for all of us so i i uh, i watched that scene with a little umbrage i was like i don't think they should have kicked this donkey out of here i, I don't agree with this but wait she goes mm-hmm. so it goes so it goes let the let the monkey let the donkey stay <laughs> let the donkey stay let the monkey decide that's right uh-huh Okay, so what happens next? So they go um, in the rain, and then uh, they get cold, right? Then they get cold, and they have they have a sit around some rubble. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where's the hustle on these guys? They could make some sort of shelter, couldn't they? Uh, well, they find half a wall. Yeah, they find half a wall with no top. Yeah, that's okay, I guess. That's something. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, this is a this is going to be a dreary affair. This uh, mo- this movie being like very un King of Kings. Well, that's because he was the king of kings. St. Francis was just the but I'm, he was, I'm, he was just the guy. I'm talking in terms of uh, film making technique. Uh, that this yes. feels very naturalistic. It feels like this is happening right now rather than this is happening on a soundstage in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, next up, they have now begun their little, like, monk hangout zone their little farm yes. that they're uh, doing they got a little cauldron they've got mm-hmm. uh a, a hut maybe two huts where uh they'll hang out and they they play 
and mm-hmm. sing. A lot of monk chanting going on here. I think what kind I, of chanting? Monk chanting. Oh, okay. Gregorian. Oh, no, not quite there. They're not in the cathedral. Try, try again. Get those. <laughs> I, I thought this one was more like a. Eh. <laughs> Weirdly dubbed because it's Italian. Yeah, and so like uh, these monks build a new hut, and sure. they one of the one of them steps out of some bushes. And he's in his underpants. What happened to him? Well, he gave his own habit away to a beggar. Uh, yeah, and, he did. And, and and Francis is always saying, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Genepro or Genepro. Genepro? Yeah. He's always doing, he's always doing something goofy. Am I right, Jared? He's, he's, he's the short end of the stick. Well, he said, I thought that they needed it. I thought we should give up everything. And he said, you shouldn't no. give up your clothes. No, no, brother Jennifer, you need your clothes. He said, you need it. He said, you got to give them something. But you're, he says, you're not ready yet. Mm. You're, you're, you're jumping ahead of the game here. You're, yep. you're going too far, bud. Yeah. So that's dumb, dumb guy number one. Uh, dumb guy number two, Giovanni. He was this, mm. like, mm-hmm. o- old man who just, like, Kind of starts hanging out with the the monks. I guess he becomes like yep. an honorary monk. He's kind of the mascot. Yeah, eventually he does. He's known as a simpleton. Uh, he doesn't seem well. I mean, he's he's quiet. He's out of it. He's pretty out of it, and he repeats yeah. whatever uh, someone says. And yeah. 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 Well, I, I thought he was fine. I thought he was a cool dude. No. Uh. Yeah. Sure. I guess he reminded me of you a little bit. Like me, he just kind of hangs out. Yeah, he yeah. hangs out, eats some soup, and mm-hmm. he's just like, "What's up, boys? What's up, boys?" Yeah. So what what happens next, Jerry? Uh, what happens next? Some some nuns show up. Uh, yeah, n- nuns show up eventually. Yeah. Yeah. What do the nuns do there? Um, they go for, they have dinner. Uh, oh yeah, they do have dinner. Yeah. Then what happened? Let's see here. Yeah, they eat, they hang out and everything's like, wow, this is great. Isn't this amazing hanging out together? Uh, well, I mean, it's all about looking on the bright side, Jared. Have you ever looked on the bright side? Hmm. What do you think? Uh, potentially. So, well, this is the one where they have a little dinner. Everyone's kind of chatting. They're like, hmm, let's talk about our priestly duties together. And uh, they all kind of share a little bit. And uh, I think there's uh, St. Francis is, or well, Francis is just like, hey, nun lady, let's see uh, let's see how the boys are doing. And uh, they get some of them to talk. And I think... Uh, Jenna Pro uh, comes in and says something silly, and then both Nun Lady and Francis go. They say this guy, he doesn't get it, Jerry. Just doesn't get it. And then in the next one, he doesn't get it even. He, he more. doesn't. He had, yeah, severely. 
Um, yeah. So one of the one of the fellow monks, he's not doing so well. He's he's been fasting too much, yes. and Jinapro makes some like really wretched soup to feed him, and like no, everyone's like, "This is crap." You, you just want to make a man who's fat. Like this is, you bring it over to the fasting guy, you give it to him. A fasting man should like, "Oh, I mean, I need this even more," and he's like, "No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'd rather starve to death than eat this putrid crap." So of course uh, he's like, "Well, what do you want? What would make you eat it?" Well, maybe a maybe a pig's foot. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get you a pig's foot. And so he does. He just walks off like, I don't know, 20 feet into some bushes and goes, hey, mm-hmm. pigs. And there's some pigs. He's like, oh, look at that. God meant it to be. He's like, hey, pigs. It's like, he starts talking about the pigs. Hey, can I have like one of your feet? Pigs don't seem to really understand the question. Well, he says, brother pig, would you yeah. be so kind to give me a foot? He says, you are going to be happy about this because it's going to make someone else happy. And uh, I think we we forgot when the simpleton comes, he gets set on fire, and then Jennipro uh, G- puts it out, and then Francis goes, "Brother, fire's just trying to live too." And then it's kind of conflicting messages in some points. Uh, but then uh, yeah, Jennipro goes to the pig. He says, "Listen, buddy, you're gonna make someone very happy. Let me see." And then uh, you get a, a shot of just the bushes. Mm-hmm. You get some screams. As, as they shake and the pig's screaming and screaming in agony. Mm-hmm. And uh, out, out comes uh, Brother Jennifer. He's got the pig's foot. A bloody stump. He got a pig foot uh, to a feed uh, to the man uh, who's a fast. And, and he heads he heads back over to uh, mm-hmm. Giovanni in his stew pot. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to make a good stew now. Everyone's like, hooray, great. And then all the other monks go, hey, what's that? What's going on? And he's like, do you hear that screaming pig? It's also saying uh, praise to God. <laughs> it's so happy. It says he is also happy about what we're doing here. So uh, don't worry. And then Francis goes, what? What did you do? And then the shepherd comes and shepherd goes, this son of a bitch cut my pig's foot off. Yep. This farmer, he's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you doing? He's pretty hot. Pretty hot under the collar. Um, you know, Saint old Francis goes, Hey, you gotta go uh, make good over there. Like tell him you'll yeah. you'll 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 do something. But he doesn't even do that. He's No, he he's like, Go apologize and tell him that you'll do him a good deed. And then the guy Jennifer goes and says, Listen, you should be happy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I did you a favor. Oh, so the farmer when he came back, he also like takes he has like the pig's remains, the, like the this yeah. giant old hog that he hauls over his back, and he's like dumps it onto the ground and then they're like oh hey yeah i think this i think this pig's dead oh i guess we should give it to the poor or something well yeah yeah because he takes it to them and he's just like you can't just you can't just take a foot off of a pig he's like it's dead so you might as well just take the whole pig yeah and then yeah they're like well we they're like we don't deserve a whole pig better give it to some poor people Mm. that's the that's the resolution to every one of their problems (laughs) Let's give it to the poor. No, how about then, the uh, oh. how about how about the next uh, short tale, RJ? Which one is this? The leper. Uh, what I found most noticeable in this one was uh, this is where you find the connection of Francis to the animals. Sure, he's talking to brother birds. He's talking to uh, brother sun, and he's just having a nice time. Uh, but then I think he does he kiss the leper he in does, one scene yeah. he hugs he embraces him yeah would you do oh, that's, something yeah. similar well that's what that's what made francis a a bigger man than you and i i never said i wouldn't do it mm, would i would maybe do it well rj i, I question this 
Well, I mean, so it's, this, as long this as, long as scene, the leper wasn't a used library book, I'd be okay. Right, yes. Yeah. So this is some wet leprosy on display, I think. This is that trend. Wet leprosy? Wet leprosy, yes. There's two kinds from what Explain. I read. There's wet and dry. Uh, wet leprosy is very much transmittable. <laughs> And a bit, okay. bit, bit uh, on the moist side and woundy. And then there's dry leprosy, which I believe is not spreadable. I might have that backwards. I'm not a uh, you know, big, big leper boy knowing all I the I thought details. you would be, to be no. honest. So, but this scene, good God, this is like horror movie stuff. It's like, th- this is yeah. where, this is where um, uh, sometimes the best horror is not in a horror movie at all. It's yeah. where you're just like watching one thing and then suddenly you're like, oh, hey, there's a bell. There's a sound mm-hmm. of like weird metal bells coming down the path. And there's mm-hmm. just this guy shuffling around. In the, middle, in the middle of the dark. Well, he's he, he, go, he travels town to town with leprosy, trying to make his way in the world today. He wears a bell to warn people that he's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he lives a, an empty, like a you know, lonely life. Yeah. Well, I mean, how else would you announce your leprosy? How would you do it? It's a very considerate thing to do, but at the same time, it also so maintains your your loneliness and the fact that no one will treat you or other than uh, very fine people who are willing to put them, their own uh, health and safety at risk. Would you do it? No, probably not. What if I I, but I, I will sell them a comic book. How about that? If, uh, if, if, what about but if they have it to use me? tap? They have to use tap. Yeah, now that you finally have tap, they yeah. can. Uh, but uh, if I had it, would you let me stay with you? With me? I mean, I mean, yeah. If I had leprosy, could I? Stay I, with I, you? I have a perfectly good deck that you could use. Would you at least give me blankets and stuff? I mean, you could keep the blanket. I'm not, well, I'm, I would I'm, give them back. I'm not I'm a an good, animal. I'm a good guy. No, you can keep it. So fine. I'd return it, Jared. Can I at least use your bathroom if I needed to? <laughs> Just for number twos, I can do number ones outside. There's a nice bush right over there. Well, well, for I've number got, ones, I've sure. Got a, I've got a hose for the rest. What if it's a number three? It's like a bidet, the hose. Oh, okay. No. All right. So you're telling me that you were on board with the leprosy scene because it was shocking and jarring to you. Yeah, it was uh, pretty – it was handled in a way that's like, fuck, that's uh... – that's that's disturbing stuff. It's a pretty good visual, and you, it's not like they shy away from like, "Hey, this guy's just like got weird makeup or whatever." On it's like, no, this thing looks horrifying. Uh, yeah, I thought he, I thought he looked pretty spooky. No, this is a pretty good, pretty good sequence, and uh, I think it, it communicated well um, the actions involved and the sadness involved. Hmm. Thought that was and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, that then transitions over to back to Ginopro, who's uh, cooking cooking vegetables. It looks like uh, he's making a soup. He's, he's, I know he's cooking vegetables into a soup, a pro into some protein shakes, maybe boiling them down. I don't know how this all works, but that, that yeah. But and he's got his fr- old uh, Giovanni's helping by throwing branches in into the soup into the soup into the giant yeah. pot he races i think he even races the uh the pot down a hill yes oh yeah he races it down and then uh they have all this vegetable and jenna cooking it and jenna is just like you know what if i make two weeks worth of food 
Francis will have to let me go preach because his big thing is like, I'm never, he's like, I'm not allowed to go preach. I don't know why. He's like, that's, and he's like, I want to. He's like, maybe it's because I'm the cook. Maybe if I do all the cook meal prep in advance, then I'll be able to go. But at the same time, I don't know how he thought that the soup would keep for two weeks because soup goes bad. Mm-hmm. Do you think he thought it through or not? I don't know. But uh, I think Francis, uh, I kind of like the moxie that this kid showed, and he's like, he enjoyed the moxie. Yeah, and so he's like, hey, you can go up there, but you know, you let people know that uh, you might be talking a whole lot, but you're not accomplishing nothing. Yeah, you got to lead by your actions. Is how do do how do you lead by actions, Jared? Uh, I mean, you see these flexings? You see me flexing over here? I I can't see you flexing. I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see you flex flex the uh, the pecs a little. Mm-hmm. Let me see the, the bod. Um, yeah. that's how you lead by example, RJ. Okay, that's fine. I I wasn't aware, but I I'm I, I know now. So 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 brother J brother G. Yeah, he gets sent out there into the world to preach the good word of Christ of Cristo. Mm-hmm. And what happens? What befalls him? Uh, he gets taken by the uh, the savages, the uh, the unsaved people. Also, at this point, you know how like each of these chapters is kind of like described, where it's like how how brother Jennipro did this or that. Did you think of Always Sunny when uh, when each of these chapters was introduced like that? Nope. No. Okay. Well, tell me about uh, Nikolai and his super oh. cool suit of armor. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Jennifer, oh, first Jennifer goes to the kids. Yeah, he before sees, he gets to the yeah, savages. Yeah, who are like working, who are like playing on some very unsafe equipment. This log is just like going to fall off that rock any time now. And you're like, oh, geez, that's an accident just waiting to happen. Oh, geez, they got to put some rubber cement all under those kids. Kids, they're going to get all scraped up. In, I kind of, I, I, I liked the tw- log. Whatever. Teeter totter. Twelve. Seesaw. Twelve eighty three A.D. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a, a seesaw teeter totter would be cool. Oh, yeah, I was some of those things. I'm like, that thing's not bolted down to nothing, nothing. No, but I think the the worst part about that scene is uh, how bad Jennifer sucks, just because he's there and it's like loud and he's like he's like, hey, listen to me, I got something to say, and he's getting all mopey about it, and it's like, let's grow up, be better, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he goes and talks to the kids. They're not having it, so he's like, "All right." He's like, hey, rocks. where do you get like, where do you get that helmet from? Uh, from Nikolai's uh, army. It's like, oh, cool. And mm-hmm. then uh, he comes across uh, a village uh, that's kind of been overrun by some barbarians. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and he, he, what are he, those guys like? Well, they're 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 a fun loving crew. They start like literally monk tossing and skip roping mm-hmm. with his with him. Um, and like that dude's body gets handled pretty, pretty roughly. Like he gets manhandled. Yes. Like they're really like whipping that dude around yeah. like a, a jump rope. And I was like, man, that would have, that dude would have been, that would have sucked. Mm-hmm. And then he gets, uh, then he gets tossed like right up into this, like the gallows, I guess they call it. And they do this like great jump cut where he's just standing on it. Cause he's just like, he's so acrobatic. Uh, yeah. Well, you're also pretty acrobatic, yeah. no? Yeah, 
and flexing here. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Jennifer's up top there, and he's like, well, you know, maybe uh, I got to follow what Francis said and not, not be talking so much, but show by my actions. And then he just fucking just jumps off the top of this, like, I don't know, 15-foot-tall gallows to the ground. And they're like, hey, cool. And they're like, well, we heard that, like, an assassin was coming. He's going to be pretending to be a beggar, like this monk guy. And, man, look what he's got. He's got, like, a flint and a shoehorn on him. He was going to kill our leader. And, of course, uh, word gets back to Nikolai, the tyrant, this, like, absurd, ridiculous buffoon of a man in this, like, massive suit of armor. I I thought that suit of armor was super cool. Uh, It's perhaps... One of the like most shit house battle armor suits I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, it's like, uh, yes, which I think is the idea. Um, but I mean, I think it's kind of like a visual metaphor, RJ, about just the absurdity of material oh, wow. accumulation. <laughs> Cause oh, it's, wow, cause it's, because it's so cumbersome, it has to be like held up by chains. It's like, well, it's not really a great suit of armor, it doesn't have any purpose anymore other than to display one's grandioseness. Oh, and how would, just out of curiosity, how would you display your grandioseness? Mm, how would you, RJ? Me? Yeah. I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably buy a lot of Arby's. Yeah. And just show off that I was able to. Big flex. And just be like, look how much Arby's I got. Okay. Am I going to eat it all? Probably not. Right. That's how, that's how flexing I am. Right. So anyway, so Pro, he's going to get executed. As yep. as uh, being accused of a would be assassin, and luckily a another like, priest kind of comes along, goes and gives, goes to give him the last rites, and finds out you're from like like Francis's group. Oh my goodness, you wouldn't hurt a fly. And so Jen mm-hmm. Pro gets the opportunity to uh, I don't know do the do the Christ thing to Nicolaio. And Nicolaio goes, well, maybe maybe there's something to this guy to this guy's humility. Maybe I feel mm-hmm. real bad about it with some, again, buffoonery and broad acting. It's really weird because I think most of the non-professional actors are more naturalistic than uh, this guy, who's the trained actor, the only trained actor, I guess, in the cast. Nikolai was the trained actor? Yep. Uh, yeah, he's pretty rough, dude. He keeps doing this thing where he's like, he's putting his chin down to his neck and like his mustache is just like... It's hilarious. Like, it's comedy. Like high end comedy, high end, the highest. Okay, all right. I didn't know. I I'm not really familiar with that genre. I don't know a whole lot about it. Comedy, that is. Yeah. So then, uh, what happens? Does he uh, does Jennifer get away? Does he convince him? He does. He does. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. I'm watching this movie through you. Wow, <laughs> through my description alone. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and then the next scene, we get uh, old Brother Francis and Brother Leon, who are talking mm-hmm. about perfect happiness. Uh, and what... Well, you know, I, I, I'd i feel bad if I didn't ask. What's perfect happiness to you, Jared? Uh, casting out demons. <laughs> casting out demons? Yeah, totally. Purging your uh, your unclean no, soul? Liter- no, literally casting out demons. Like oh, like like in Bleach or something. Oh, you know you know an, you, you know anime. Uh, you know, I know you, you know about manga. I know manga. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Exorcist and uh, Demon Slayer comics coming out of Japan. 
They all they all okay. got, they got some weird Catholic stuff that they're working through there. Do you think they got it from this? Um, no, no, they got it from those uh, IRL uh, Catholic priests from way back when. You ever uh, seen? You ever seen Silence? I've seen Sister Act. Is that the same thing? Close. Yeah. So this is when the, they leave home, right? Uh, not yet. This is like the second last scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, the people come? They, 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 I think they yeah. actually, they're like kind of traveling about and they come to a door and they ask the peasant inside for some alms. Uh, and then mm-hmm. like this, this fucking guy just like tosses their ass out, like sends them down the stairs even. Yeah, he does. He's really mean to those guys. He and I was is. like, you're being too mean. Be nice. Yes, because uh, Francis then says, see, this is perfect happiness, to suffer and bear every evil deed out of love for Christ. Mm. What do you? What would you do for the love of Christ? Nothing. I don't care about that shit. It's fake. You don't it's care fucking, about your eternal soul, Jared? It's fucking fake. I mean, I'm pretty shocked by this, but uh, <laughs> not too shocked because I do know you. How? And then finally, yeah. the, the final chapter is... Uh, when when old brother Francis, brother Frank, he hits the road mm-hmm. and uh, he sends the his uh, fellow brothers and friars out into the world to to preach it, preach the peace, uh, spread the spread the disease of organized religion everywhere. Hooray! Good, a good word. Woo-hoo. It's all organized. Yeah. Atheism is an, is a form of organized religion. Um. <laughs> It's all the same. It's all you know what I mean? All the same. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's how it kind of ends. That's how it goes. That's it's, that's it's how yeah, it goes it just out. Ends. It's a short movie. Uh, very yeah. very easy watch because each each uh, okay each uh, segment doesn't really overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as like these uh, these religious pictures go, I think this one's okay. It's good. Sure. But uh, I don't know. You're you're uh you're the big Catholic boy on the podcast, RJ. I'm, I'm curious sure. uh, what you have to say about this film more than what I have to say. I mean, I might be disappointing you a little bit, but my opinion is it's fine. I don't have any strong opinions for or against this thing. I believe that it exists. Uh, uh, there. Are, I think there's some scenes that are pretty neat. Like I, I do like that scene where uh, Francis is walking into that house and there's like, is it, is it snow or is it petals like flower petals in the wind where he's like walking into that, like when that guy throws him down the stairs basically, or like slams the door on him and they're like, while they're walking into it, there's all those like nice little petals floating in the wind. I thought that was very nice. I was like, that's a nice scene. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really on board with the pig scene because that was weird. Um, and it's like, well, they killed that pig, so that's not great. Uh, I also found Francis to be a little bit overbearing with his uh, his brother and sister talk, just a little bit. Like when that guy's on fire and they put it out, and he's like, why'd you put the fire out? And they're like, because it was going to burn him. He's like, fire's got every right to live just like, uh, like he does. And then you go, hmm? He's he, he he sounds like a guy on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's how it seemed to me. I was yeah. just like, "Hey, welcome." That's hey. This is me? this is what people did before they had the internet. They they, they were monks. Oh, I'm they, sure they, they were monks. Oh, I'm sure they they were monking around and talking about it. it was like, 
It's like it doesn't get do you any good to be a nice guy. Girls just don't go after nice guys, right, Jared? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you about the ladder theory. My lady, return of the hmm. king. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But anyways, um, yeah, I thought the I thought the brother the brother fire scene was a little goofy. Uh, the leper scene is cool. Uh, I actually liked the soup scene. Just because I was kind of like, oh, they're making soup. That's fun. For no other reason than that. Uh, and I did like the savage camp with uh, the barbarian people. Because uh, the way that they're throwing that man's real body around, I was like, fuck. I was like, they're roughing this dude up for real. Like, that would suck to get thrown around like that. So um, I was just like, good on them for uh, doing their own stunts. Jackie Chan style, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Those scenes are pretty cool. Uh, I did get a couple good screenshots from this, but uh, I, I also, uh, I don't know. It's It leaves a little bit to be desired, if you know what I mean. It's not all quite there, where I was like, like this is fine, but there's better. Uh, there were a few parts in this where Bet, I was kind of like... Better monk pictures? Yeah, there's better monk pictures. Like, have you ever seen um, Rock-A-Doodle, the uh, rooster movie? No, I haven't. It's got that uh, Tim Abel guy in it, I believe. Oh, oh no, it's got uh, it's got that guy from Mob Boss and uh, Beverly Hills Vamp uh, in it. D- does it also have, like, uh, the Eucharist in it or anything to look forward to? It might. Okay. Yeah, Elvis was Catholic. <laughs> I think. Uh Probably, I, I don't. I don't know how that would play. Yeah, yeah. You should. Was, you should. You should uh, do, 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 do your research. Catholic. Elvis was baptized undoubtedly as a child by the Trinitarian Pentecostal Correct. preacher in Tupelo. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. rebaptized. Yeah. Uh, as a teenager in Oneness Pentecostal mm-hmm. preacher in Memphis. Yes. Jesus, by the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints. Elvis was Mormon? Was he? Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Wait. Whoa, whoa. He was baptized posthumously yes. by members of the church. Yeah. So the Mormons got him after he died. Yeah, they, they do that. They like to baptize Which the is their, dead. their fashion. That's one of their... One of they their, got uh, Anne Frank like that, too. Yeah. They got her. <laughs> they got her. They, they, they got her on a planet somewhere. Or maybe with Elvis. Xenon? He does little concerts. Yeah, maybe with her. Elvis. Yeah. Maybe that'd be cool. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I think dear. this is very fine. There there were a few parts in this thing where I was just kinda like, I'm not really sure why this it's like other than this being an old movie, I was like, there's nothing really that stands out in here that merits uh its presence in uh, the collection proper. But I mean the collection's all made up anyway, so mm-hmm. who cares, right? It's just ask John. Um yeah, it's just yeah, just ask John or Gary. Like Gary may have seen this. It might have been in his skip pile. He might have been like flowers. That sounds that sounds boring, and then kind of skipped it. I think he'd say it's not for me. Not for me. If you like it though, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was just you know, this is a movie hmm. that exists. That is my review. Wow. This is a movie that exists. I think I, I think Which I, might, I know is I, I think I might have liked this movie more than you. I think you did. No, I think you did. Yeah, there's like and a. I, I don't there's, dislike this movie. I just it's fine. There, there's a nice atmosphere to the movie. Uh, I I, sure. I will 
kind of always uh, have time for kind of uh, a naturalistic depiction of medieval times. Uh, sure. My favorite restaurant. And have you ever been to a medieval? No, time? well, I haven't. When I watched the Cable Guy. When you watch Cable Guy, yeah, you did. Yeah, it feels like I'm there. Yeah. Well, anytime you see uh, Matthew Broderick, it feels like you're there with him, driving mm-hmm. at 100 miles an hour into another vehicle. That's right. <laughs> right, right there Allegedly. in the passenger side. Allegedly. Uh, faster, Matthew, faster. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> Don't slow down, Matthew. That's another great one. Oh. St. Matthew. Good guy. Good guy. Yep. But yeah, I think you did like this movie more than me. I did, I don't dislike this movie. I was I was kind I just, of like, yeah. In, in terms of the like, I don't know the, the the this this the cinema of Christ uh, the yeah. the collection that throws in there once in a while. I like this more than you know whatever it was Diary of a Country Priest or um, King of Kings Winter Light. I don't know. Oh, I I like Winter Light a lot more than this. Yeah, I that movie doesn't really resonated all for me but that's like yeah that, that's that what's it called the ethan hawk one that everyone loves first reformed yeah the same thing i don't yeah. know this seems like yeah. a little bit more abstract and it does capture the text the the nonsense of the text of this and when the things that you're like why is why is he talking about brother fire and it's right to live that doesn't make any sense it's like welcome to the religion my friend <laughs> People just say things, and you go, that's really in-depth. That's really thoughtful. And you go, no, it isn't. That man was on fire. I mean, you put it out. Put the man out. of. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. Here? I mean, I know what he was trying to do with that, like what they were trying to say, but at the same time, I was like, it's like, that's a little much, man. I think you're trying a little too hard on that one. Hey, that's a, I think that's a, an issue with the original text you have. With, uh, with uh, Francis? <laughs> yeah. Well, he... I mean, I'll tell him. I'll go tell him tomorrow. You, you go set him straight. Say, hey, Frank. You pray on it. Ten- you Actually, you know, you tell him tonight. You go pray on this tonight. You, you uh, chat with him. Have a little chat. Chitty chat. I, I will. I'll, I'll talk to Frank. Good. I'll say, I got I got some cats that need blessings here. And uh, before we do that, I have some things I got to ask you about. Mm-mm-mm. So, yep. Dear, dear, fine, dear, fine, dear, fine. Dear. Uh, you want to hear about who hates this movie? I mean, why would anyone hate this movie? Well, Rich Pure Doom gave this half a star. I think reading the actual Bible would be twice as entertaining as this film is. I fell asleep twice trying to watch this film, and even watching in 20 to 30 minute segments, this was an absolute chore. There is nothing resembling a flowing narrative, just various disconnected bits, all more uninteresting than the last. It's essentially a bunch of touchy-feely monks being yes-men to St. Francis as he goes around being perfect. This is not my idea of entertainment. The non-professional actors show their lack of training, and there isn't even much to write home about in terms of cinematography. That's interesting. Uh, (laughs) Slow doesn't bother me. I love Tarkovsky after all, but there is nothing to grab onto here. I mean, it's like I said, that one shot is really nice with going into that thing. But uh, Rich Per Doom, uh, here's a little glimpse at their bio, Jarrett. I watch all kinds of films, genre, any time period. Wow. This is a no bullshit account of what I see. Whoa, straight shooter. 
He's, he's telling it straight, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, just a lot of Criterion films. Um, they five-starred Children of Paradise. And the Scarlet Empress five-stars, which is like, hmm. They also five-starred La Dolce Vita. And you go, eesh. Uh, but here's some half-star films for you, Jarrett. La Strata. Uh, Amarcord. Taste of Cherry. Contact. And then the big chill. So that's kind of oh. weird. And then uh, Flowers of St. Francis. Well, I know that. Um, <clears throat> so mean, strange. Our boy, uh, Pier Paolo Pasolini, said that uh-huh. this film was among the most beautiful in Italian cinema. And Francois Truffaut called it also the most beautiful film in the world. <laughs> so I don't know. What is it? Who's right? Who's right? These guys are rich, pure doom. I just don't know anymore. It's hard to say. I, yeah. Hard to say? I don't know. Uh, how about Glombart? <laughs> That's a good name. I like it. Uh, one and a half stars. They forgot the first chapter marker. Christian torture porn with bad comic reliefs. Um, what? You, you heard me. That's it. Tell me about I... tell me about Glombart. I don't understand that review. Hey. What do you think one of Glom- Glombort's favorite movies is? Fight Club. Fight Club. In their favorite films. Fight Club. Uh, some other five-star films include Call Me By Your Name, uh, The Room, Fight Club, Zardoz, uh, and then Fitzcarraldo is just in there, and Starship Troopers for some reason. Uh, low reviews, there's not a whole lot, really. Um, this person doesn't have a ton of ratings, uh, but they one and a half Thunder Road, which I didn't think was a one and a half film. So I guess Thunder Road and Flowers of St. Ran- Francis are equally as good or as bad, depending on how you look at that. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. One more, Nikki Slick. Ooh, fun name. Two stars. I am sure I would like this film quite a bit if I were an old Italian woman in the 1950s who dutifully voted for Democrazia Christiana because all there is to this film is Catholicism. And look, I think Catholicism is certainly a worthwhile framework in art. I'm of the opinion that James Joyce can do no wrong, for instance. But there's literally nothing else to this movie besides, gee, St. Francis sure was nice and pious, wasn't he? Which, no shit, he's a monk. It's the same issue I realize I have with all Rossellini's films. It doesn't present any dilemma, moral or otherwise. It just is didactic and nothing else. Whatever. I would say don't watch it and skip all of his films because all three of his that I've seen have just about bored me to death. Did they use didactic in uh, actual conversation here? Didactic? I guess so. Uh, I also find it weird where it's like this person's like, don't give me that Catholic stuff. It's like, well, then don't watch a movie called The Flowers of St. Francis if you're not looking (laughs) for Catholic stuff. Like, that's on him, man. Uh, Five-star films include Blue Velvet, Eight and a Half, Taxi Driver, Cruella, because that's about society, baby. Uh, And then looking at their lower ratings, this is where things get weird. One and a half star to Evil Dead 2. One and a half star to E.T., the extraterrestrial. One and a half star to Green Room. And then when we go to two stars, we have Flowers of St. Francis, but then also Empire Strikes Back. 
and the hateful eight and it's like hmm strange 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 yeah yeah but uh, man they give five stars to cruella so oh hell yeah the joker baby go pay that 25 dollars to rent rent at home yeah yeah why would anyone go see that in a theater when you can just rent it at home Mm -hmm. why do theaters exist anymore i don't know i don't know To, to better appreciate the the craft rj of course I'm going to watch uh, the next Christopher Nolan movie on my Tamagotchi while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Just like he intended. Yeah. Old, uh-huh. old fuckhead that he is. I mean, I think he's going a little hard on his uh, values here. It's like, relax. People can. There was this thing called a glo- global pandemic. People can watch movies at home. Just relax. Art is timeless. Well, not well. Art isn't real, so oh, touche. <laughs> I would hit him with one of those. <laughs> backwards man, he's a backwards man. Exactly. So, anyways, um, so that's Flowers of Saint Francis, I guess. Do you got any final thoughts, words, prayers? I mean, uh, I'm glad you liked it. Proverbs. Well, around. I mean, I mean, we'll save you I'd, one day. I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a decent movie. I guess about it. It's not like, oh boy, everyone check out this hidden gem. But uh I mean yeah, yeah as far as this genre goes, uh I'll I'll take a, a medieval version over a contemporary one, I think. Mm, yeah. Because it's because I, I can I can watch it as a historical film. Um sure. with an incomplete record. Uh it feels like it feels like it replicates how this would be an experience of like here here's a bunch of short stories we will toss them all together um and it doesn't strike me as particularly weirdly preachy like there's no, no there's no there's no miracle that happens in this film there's no like oh and then suddenly there was like the rain stopped it's like no it kept raining it sucked Mm-hmm. Um, this guy almost started on fire. He was almost another guy was almost killed. It's like, oh yeah, no, this is life. And these people like yep. it, it shows you the kind of the power of delusion, the power of or faith. And uh, you're like, oh, that's uh, impressive. That's uh, it, this is like this is the def- definition of Kevin Costner's turn in mm. the Zack Snyder film Man of Steel, where he like he really has to like mm. pro- he proves his point. It's like, no, you gotta let me, you gotta let this thing kill me, kick. Claw, don't let the horses claw, die. Yeah, you don't let don't let anyone know you got the superpowers. Mm-hmm. You're like, why? Oh, I gotta prove the point. You'll understand. It's like, no, that, that's this is moronic. <laughs> but he he really uh, that was some real religion, RJ. In Zack Snyder's, what I'm saying, which is a welcome addition to the Criterion Collection, apparently. Well, I where's think generals? It, when did, there was no generals Zod in this, though. There was a there was the whatever tyrant warlord and he was kind of like Michael Shannon I guess. In theory, he was like Michael Shannon, metaphorically. No. That is. Also, literally. No. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, you love Catholicism now, so I'm I'm rooting for you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. After the break. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. That's what it was like. 
RJ, what are you the patron saint of? Butts. You can email us and tell us what saints you're favorite, or if you will pray to RJ tonight. Butts and dumps. Clearly you know this. Blessed be. Blessed be to him who dumps in the name of the butt. See what I did there? We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwell. We're on YouTube. We might. We've got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Who iTunes, else? Google Play, Tumblr, RJ's on TikTok, and, and Vine. Big Vine boy. Uh, I'm on Vine. You can check me out at Vine. Uh, my name is uh, Jarrett Fudge Duncan on Vine. You can uh, see all of my popular uh, recordings and things of that and such. RJ. Uh-huh. Next week, it's uh, our 250th episode were you good? were you aware of this uh no call me when you hit 800 and you know what that means i don't it's a it's, it's a 25th episode it's a 50th episode it's a 75th episode it's a 100th episode well we're there we're on the quarter system and uh it's time for a dip back into that laser disc collection into what that laser disc collection is that good do you know what's next in our, uh, our, our, whatever you want to call it, wading in the pool of the past? I legitimately have no idea. So you can you, tell me. You could tell me anything. I believe. You ever hear about Mel Brooks? Yes. You, you ever? He's still alive. No, he's not. You know, he, Carl Reiner is, but not Mel Brooks. Uh, no, actually. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Just trust me. The producers. RJ from 1967. Huh. Yeah. The producers. The producers. Gene Wilder. Comedy. 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 How does, how does comedy age, Jared? <sighs> like a fine, shitty wine. And, uh, oh, you know what's cool? Oh, I think there's like even like a remake. There's like, oh, it's cool. There's like another production of it, of a movie. And, oh, cool. What, what year is it from? 2005. Oh, that's more contemporary. Oh, cool. Who's who's in this movie? Oh, Our, uh, one second. One second. One second. Okay, don't, don't tell me. I'm going to see. Uh, Uma Thurman is in it? Oh, good. Yeah. Will, Will Ferrell. Holy shit. Oh, jo- you're a big Will Ferrell Sean Lovitz. Are you shitting me? Wow. Uh, man, Nathan Lane. Oh, I, I, I fucking love Nathan Lane. I and, know uh, you do. Who's the, who plays Leo Bloom, though? That's oh, 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 Matthew Roderick. Beautiful. I love that. I love that Matthew Roderick are, are, is entering the Criterion Creeps proper. So, uh, something to look forward uh-huh. to next week, folks. I mean, I, I think look forward is the wrong word there. But yeah. uh, I, you can watch the Broderick one, and I'll, I'll just watch that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they, where he's in the producers. Mm-hmm. That's almost the same as thing, right? <sighs> Springtime for Hitler. Excuse me. And Germany. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>